This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Live in Salt Lake City, the Monty Show back off the road and ready to rock and roll on a football Friday. What a weekend of football we have straight ahead. Uh, hi, Jake. Hello. Are you alive? Are you awake? Yeah. I'm glad it's Friday. Glad it's Friday. Need Wait. some need some sleep. You're glad it's Friday? It's Monday for us, dude. Whatever it is. Hey, don't forget to join us. Wow, you sound excited. Uh, don't forget to join us tomorrow at uh, Barbecue Pit Stop. And Lehigh will be doing our uh, football Saturday show at noon, getting you ready for BYU and Oregon. We'll watch the game together, and then at halftime of the BYU-Oregon game, we will draw the winner for BYU-Notre Dame, the Shamrock Series in Las Vegas on October 7th and 8th. You get two nights at the Palms Resort. Beautiful, beautiful hotel. Trust me, I've thrown up all over the lobby. (laughs) Um, you get uh, two tickets to the game to see BYU and Notre Dame in the Shamrock Series and a $250 gas card to get you there. Thanks to our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop. We are going to have unbelievable amounts, a gluttonous amount of Papa Murphy's Pizza. It's going to be exciting, The TV Jake. that we have procured for this event is amazing as well. It is. I'm excited about it. Make sure you get to... Uh, Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh tomorrow at noon um, as we get you ready for BYU in Oregon, and then we'll watch the game together and give away a trip to see uh, BYU and Las Vegas. Let's start with BYU this morning on the show. Obviously, this is the game of the weekend. Um, BYU, Jake, are they playing for their season? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that BYU is obviously in a position where if they can win this game, um, they're setting themselves up for a huge season. And I think that BYU, you know, yeah, is playing for their season in the sense that, you know, if you want to go to a major bowl game, if you want to continue to climb the ladder and, and, and have the conversation of being a top 10 team, this is a game you have to win. And, and I don't, I, you know, obviously, you know, whether Puka plays or not is a huge deal. But frankly, I, I think you can beat Oregon without Puka. I, I really do. Now, it'll be more difficult, obviously, Puka's a great talent, but you showed last week that with a proper game plan and proper execution that you can you can beat a good team. And I think that that to me is the the strength of BYU right now, the ability to scheme and game plan for a particular opponent and overcome injuries. That's I mean, that's you know, we've talked all season about how depth is a huge thing for BYU, but clearly the coaching staff is locked in um, and the players believe in in the game plan. I mean, that's what you heard all week in the in the media availabilities from both from Kalani and the players. And so yeah, I do think they're playing for their season, but I'm not gonna sit here today and and get on this bandwagon of hey, BYU's really gonna struggle to win this game because they don't have Puka. I think you have a lot of good options. Uh, I think you have guys that now have stepped up in a big moment. They're I'm not gonna call these guys young guys anymore because they've done it now. Now you can go out and expect them to continue to perform. Yeah, I think without question, this is a game of the year for BYU right now. Um, I mean, obviously, you have Notre Dame coming up. You have Arkansas coming up, which are big games. But let's not kid ourselves. In BYU's current position as a, as an independent, 
They win this game. They are top 10 in the country. They are on the radar of the college football playoff committee. This is a game that can really put you on the map if you're BYU. And frankly, I think that you're playing for your season. You lose this game, and I think BYU becomes largely irrelevant to the college football playoff committee. Um, it is asking an awful lot out of BYU to go to Autzen Stadium in Eugene and break a 20-game home winning streak for Oregon without Puka Nakua, without Gunnar Romney. But I think this offensive line has played so well this year for BYU. I think this is as well as we have seen Jaron Hall play as a BYU quarterback, as a uh, his leadership ability as a leader of this football team. Like, I don't know that we've ever seen Jaron Hall play at this level. If there's a quarterback ready to do that, it is this BYU team. Jaron Hall, I think, plays really well in big games against ranked teams. I believe he's 7-1 and one, um, against ranked opponents at BYU as a starter. Like, this is everything you want if you're Jaron Hall. This is a huge stage. It's national TV. It is the prime, prime matchup of the early window in college football. It's on Fox. Like, there is not going to be a bigger opportunity for BYU to announce their presence with authority, Jake. And I think they do it. I think they go up there and they play well. Um, I'm not convinced that BYU can go to Autzen and win, but I think they are going to show out. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what it's going to take is, you know, you, you're going to have to have uh, a, a pretty close to perfect um, game if you're BYU to win this thing. And what I mean is you don't really have room for that that bad decision, that bad pick, or you don't have room for you know, um, the running back to fumble, let's say, or any anything like that. You don't have room for that game last year where you had a couple of turnovers and you lost to a team you shouldn't have lost to. Like, you can't have that kind of thing happen uh, in this game. And I think that, yeah, Jaron is perfectly suited to go out and lead this team to victory. I think that Jaron Hall has developed a lot in the leadership category. Obviously, his ability to pass has really improved. And I think you saw that against Baylor, both in, in tight window situations and over the top. And that, to me, is what's impressive. And I think that ultimately is what allows Jaron to be um, uh, a special quarterback. Because once you're able to put the ball wherever you want, for the most part, and you're able to beat teams both with your legs but more so with your arm, I think now you're really dangerous. Like last year, Jaron was more even. It was more 50-50, where like Jaron would have to have uh, several big plays with his legs to really lead this team to victory, where now I feel like, yeah, he's going to run um, when he needs to, and when he does run, he is very effective, but I think he understands he's got to be more of a, a a passer, and that doesn't mean he's got to be a pocket passer. He can move the pocket. He can get out and roll. He can get out and, and buy time, but I think Jaron's development in the passing game has really allowed this offense to take that next step forward, and that's why I think you see they're able to win games without their best wide receivers. So that's, I, I yeah, I do think they're definitely capable of winning this game. Talking BYU and Oregon on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. The best injury attorneys certainly are the advocates. If you've been in Iraq or you need an attorney when you're injured, do not hesitate. Get to UtahAdvocates.com. I think one of the more interesting angles on this game what does it really mean for BYU? And I think the question is, if they win this game, do they put themselves in a position for a New Year's, New Year's Six Bowl game and a shot at the playoff? I really think they do. I, I don't think there's any doubt 
that if you are top 10 and you are heading for what's left on BYU's schedule, whether that is Utah State, um, obviously, I mean, the two big games, Notre Dame and Arkansas, like you have a lot on the line here. And the question is, are you playing for a New Year's Six Bowl? Are you playing for a college football playoff spot? I, I don't see how you keep BYU out. Mm-hmm. Even as a one-loss team, if you beat Oregon and you're either you're able to beat Notre Dame or Arkansas or both, I don't see how you keep how you keep BYU out of the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, I I think that you know at some point there has to be some some you know you have to come to the middle nationally. Like I think a lot of these guys, as we've talked about, you know, last week with how the rankings work and how some of these voters work and everything like that. Like, I think the guy who disrespects BYU on a weekly basis, the guy that pays no mind to BYU pays no once, mind. Yeah. Once they're top 10, you're not going to have a choice. Like you, you, you have to, you have to pay attention. This is a undefeated, you know, again, if you have to beat Oregon, but at that point, I think you'd be undefeated. You, you, you certainly would be top 10, even if you move up to the 10th slot, you know, you would be a top 10 team. And yeah, right now, today, yeah, I think you would be in the New Year's Six conversation. Now that said, obviously, you know, to me, the the Notre Dame game and then obviously Arkansas are are those two games that can kind of derail the New Year's Six hope. Boise, Stanford. Yeah, but, you know, you look at Boise, you look at Stanford, and, and, and what I say to those two is, again, you know, I expect BYU to win those games. I expect you at this point to be able to beat those teams. I'm not going to say comfortably, but but at least by a touchdown. You know, I expect you not to have to battle and fight and, like, claw like sure. you did against Baylor to beat those teams. So, But you're already dealing with injuries, and I think that's been a consistent issue for BYU over the last three years, certainly. I mean, last year you saw with the offensive line – it was just a catastrophe. Now it's the wide receiver room. And I look, I understand Chase Roberts stepped up, but this team's got to find a way to stay, health, to stay healthy. And BYU, I think their seasons have been defined by the health of their players. I mean, whether it's Jaron Hall, um, you know, last year, obviously the offensive line, the defense. I mean, you can see when this team is healthy now that they're playing at a very high level. And, and again, I don't even think I'm, I'm being over the top or – you know, overly optimistic. I don't think there's a team in this country that BYU can't play with when they're healthy. When you have Max Tooley in this defense playing the way they are, I think Max Tooley is 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 playing the best linebacker that we've seen probably since Fred Warner. And I know that's a lofty comparison. I know that those are big names at BYU, but I'm telling you, Max Tooley's playing incredible football. This linebacker core as a group is playing incredible football. This defensive line is playing incredible football. I don't think there's anybody who thought that this BYU secondary could cover this well as they have covered in the last two weeks, but they've done that. Mm -hmm. They're vastly improved on defense. This team is going to, in my opinion, win or lose at Oregon based on how many points they're able to put up. If this team can put up 28 points, I'm telling you, Jake, I think they can win the game. Yeah, and and I think that, you know, Max obviously has, um, I'm sure has surprised some people um, who don't follow the team closely, but I think Max is obviously very talented. You know, instinctually, he's really good. He's usually in the right spot. And and, in big games, he just has this way of of making that big hit when when, when you need it. And I think... 
that was the magic of the Baylor game, frankly. Like, like Max coming out and popping guys in, in the A-gap and, like, really making a statement. And, and, and that's why I say, like, I'm not impressed with Bo Nix. I'm not impressed with this offensive line up in up in Oregon. Like, yeah, they can play absolutely if you don't if you don't do your job, they'll they'll run on you, of course. But but again, it's not like we're sitting here talking about BYU playing, you know, Alabama or something. BYU is as good as this Oregon team. BYU can hang with these guys. And that's why I say, yeah, I'd love for 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 Puka to 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 be healthy. I would love for the wide receiver room to be 100% healthy and us be sitting here talking about how, you know, BYU's actually favored or it's a straight-up pick game instead of Oregon being favored. I would love that, but that's just not the situation. And that's why I think a lot of people are saying, well, you got to pick Oregon in this game because it's, you know, it's at Autzen, like, you, you know, it's, it's, it's on the road, like this is going to be a tough environment. You know, nobody expects BYU to win this game. And I just think if, if you follow this program, you know the storylines from the Baylor game and of this season, and you know the path to success. And I just think it's a very attainable path to winning this game this week. Well, Oregon is uh, the stat on the screen right now, I think is very telling. Oregon is 13 and 2 since 1995 when favored by four or less at home. 13 and 2. That's impressive. The number's three and a half in favor of Oregon right now. And I, I think it's it's kind of nutty that you're seeing this these kind of numbers about Oregon. I mean, they're on a 20-game winning streak at home. Mm -hmm. And the biggest question about Oregon, I don't think there's any question, is Bo Nix. Who is Bo Nix? Is Bo Nix the quarterback we saw get racked against Georgia? Or is Bo Nix the, the, you know, the team that we saw against Washington Tech Technical Institute of Culinary Arts? Like, I don't know who Bo Nix is. But mm -hmm. I know that this BYU defense can impact Bo Nix. I know that this BYU defense can certainly influence his performance and I think Bo Nix can be had and I think that pick six that we saw Max Tooley have against South Florida is very interesting because that's not a play that we've seen BYU turn recently in the last couple of years and this secondary again I think is for real and I think Bo Nix is a very vulnerable asset uh, for Oregon I mean they are going to be I think we all know Oregon is going to be incredibly physical at the point of attack both defensive lines offensive lines they're going to be very very physical Bo Nix should have time to throw the football mm -hmm. with this as well as is I expect Oregon's line to play I would expect Bo Nix to have time to throw the football that has not always worked out well for Bo Nix when he has time to think. Mm -hmm. He generally will overthink things, and he's not the most accurate passer in college football. I would look at Bo Nix as an opportunity, and I am not telling you by any stretch of the imagination that this rush three cover eight thing is a good idea, but you've got to find some disguises, and you have got to find some, some deception to throw at Bo Nix because when teams do that, Bo Nix fails, mm -hmm. and I think... It was not an accident that Tuiaki got a game ball last week. That was not an accident. That was a defensive performance out of that BYU unit. And I think BYU's defense has stepped up significantly. They're going to need to do that again tomorrow afternoon at at uh, Autzen Stadium in Eugene if they're going to beat Oregon. And frankly, Jake, I, I am much more comfortable saying that they'll win this game defensively than they will offensively because I think, again, without Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney, and really it's Puka Nakua. Gunnar yeah. Romney hasn't been here all year. The first two games he hasn't played in, their offense has been fine. Chase Roberts showed you he can step in and fill that gap. 
if Puka Nakua plays, I think they have a very good chance to score 30 points. Yeah, and, and I think you make a great point about about getting to, to Bo Nix. I, I think that, that that game tape that Georgia put out against this Oregon team, I'm sure is full of strategies and, and points of emphasis that they can try to uh that they can try to copy, you know, or 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 you know, do the same thing. And I think that the difference obviously is Georgia's talent and size, uh, and speed at different positions. Obviously BYU isn't quite that talented, but I do think that, you know, it, I, I don't really feel like Georgia reinvented the wheel when they beat Oregon. I have to be honest. Like, I, I think that Georgia just said, hey, we're bigger, faster, and stronger than you, and we're going to work that advantage, you know? So for BYU, I think it's it, you got to come back to the middle a little bit, knowing you're not as big and fast and strong as Georgia, but I think some of those strategies you can employ. I would look for some creativity on the defensive line with maybe some stunts and some stuff that you don't normally see. I would be looking for for you know guys like Max Tooley to be really stepping up and putting pressure on the backs. Like you cannot allow Oregon to get going in the run game because once that happens, that's going to give Bo Nix a lot of opportunity in the passing game. And that's why I think the BYU defense did really well last week. Keeping that running game in check allowed them to to be okay in the passing game. Dropping eight didn't really become a problem because your linebacker play was so good. So I think the defense is going to be fine. I'm not particularly worried about it. The offense, obviously, as you were just saying, is is the the area, I'm not going to say of concern, but you just have to, we have to wait and see what they're going to do to beat this this Oregon defense because when you don't have your best players, it comes down to scheme and guys doing their job. And frankly, it comes down to Jaron, uh, you know, just having another great game, not turning the football over, putting the football in the right spot, like making the right decision, running when you need to, not getting hurt, like all those things have to continue to play out. And so that's why I say like I I think this is going to be an incredibly close game that comes down to either field goals or one turnover. That's I, what I think you're looking at. I think this game's going to come down to BYU's ability to run the ball. And see, this is I, I, I think this is the other angle on BYU you got to talk about. Can BYU run the ball? And I think there's a lot of question about that. I think when you look at um, this BYU offensive line, Kingsley Sumatia, I think has been a very good addition um, at right tackle, which has allowed Harris a chance to move inside to right guard. Um, and I think that they have been a very successful pairing over there. Um, I think when you you look at some of the numbers out of out of um, you know the 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 game against Baylor, I thought that they were able to play well on that right side. Obviously, the throwback um, you know doesn't happen unless your your offensive linemen are athletic and getting down the field. And I think both Harris and Kingsley got down the field very well on that play, as we saw. Mm -hmm. We talked to Harris Lachance about that on Wednesday, and he specifically said, hey, it was as open as we could believe that it would be open. So that's the kind of mentality that I think this football team is going to have to have because I don't think Chris Brooks looks comfortable yet. I, I don't. And I, and I look at the way that, um, you know, they that I think Freeland – Barrington, like this whole offensive line has played well. Yeah. You haven't had to play seven, eight guys. You haven't had to go and find a combination. So you can't tell me that the 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 offensive line isn't getting the push or creating the holes to run. They are. And I think when you look at the way that Pini Katoa scored that touchdown to beat Baylor, that's exactly what you needed. Off the left side, enough of a wedge to get into the end zone, and you certainly have that. 
I think Chris Brooks is still finding his sea legs at BYU. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a very good game to, to demonstrate just how comfortable you've become. Because if BYU becomes one-dimensional, and and again, I'm just going to assume Puka's not going to play. If you don't have that explosive speed to slow down the pass rush or you know speed up those linebackers to cover things like sweeps, I think you are going to have a real hard time. And I, I maintain, if BYU wants to win this game, they've got to score 28 points. So the question is, can BYU run the football effectively enough to score 28 points? Yeah. I don't know. That's a great, that's a, the, the great unknown for me right now is can they, can they score enough points to win that game? We'll see. I, I don't know. Let's uh, get some of your comments in here uh, on the Monty show presented by uh, the advocates. Yes, we are back in Salt Lake city. I see yes. everybody saying, welcome home. Thank you for that. Good morning, Kurt Myers. Good morning, Neville 93. What's up, Cody Strickland. Um, Kanai Johnson says, top of the morning, fellas. I'm glad the schedule is back to normal. Do you prefer the later schedule? Do you like the earlier well, schedule? Well, the truth is, is that it wasn't later for us. I mean, you know, it was later for you guys because obviously the time changed. But for us, I mean, the time was basically the same, you know. And so I'm just glad to be home. I I, I love being, I love our set. I love being in studio. Love having fast internet. You know, it's it's nice to, it's nice to have some reliability. <laughs> But hey, to the Weston's credit, the Weston was great. I mean, the Weston, the 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 Weston had awesome internet, you know. And it was, and, and you know, it, it's like anytime you go out on the road and you got to call the front desk. Like sometimes we're like, oh yeah, just call dude in the internet department and he'll take care of it, right? But when we called dude, he did take care of it, and that was great. And they deserve credit for that. Yep. Uh, let's see. Giggity uh, says good morning. Good morning, Giggity. Uh, Jesse Harsh says. Boys, welcome home. What's the toughest game left on BYU's schedule? Uh, I think Arkansas by a lot. Mm-hmm. I think that game is. I mean, that's a that's a critical game. If I if I look at what's left on their schedule, I don't see. And this is just me. I yeah. I don't see a lot of. I don't see a lot of question marks on BYU's schedule. I think they. You know, obviously, we have no idea what Notre Dame's going to be when we get to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I don't think we have any idea. I think you know what Utah State is. By the way, did anybody see that Utah State is one of the, according to, I want to say it was SI, I can't remember who put it out, mm-hmm. one of the five worst teams in the country. No. One of the five worst teams in the country right now. Yeah, that's not good, man. And I think that is one of the most dangerous games left on your schedule. I mean, when you, because... When you look at the schedule on the on the whole, I mean, there's not a whole lot that, shall I say, worries you, mm-hmm. right? Like, obviously, Notre Dame's a team that can beat you. Arkansas is a team that can beat you. Boise State is a team that can beat you. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. The danger game for me is... Utah State. Mm-hmm. You need to throttle Utah State. Yeah, I mean that game's always personal. You know that game's always there's there's definitely a good bit of beef there, and I think that that it adds to it that that Utah State is you know it's being publicly said that they're one of the 
you know, worst five teams in the country. Ooh, that's, that's, that's scary. You know, like, that's a major disrespect. And so what better fuel to light the fire for Utah State than playing BYU? But but when I look at this schedule, I mean, you know, if we're being serious about X's and O's football, this, this Oregon game is one of the three that you that you have to, that are going to define your season. I, I think it's a great way to put it. Oregon, Notre Dame, and Arkansas are the three games on this schedule that we've had circle for like five months where we're like, hey, you win these three games – the rest of the schedule, you really should be able to handle, you know? So that's why I say, like, I, I, you're right. We won't know. We don't really know what Notre Dame is, but it's still Notre Dame. There's still that nameplate factor at play. Arkansas, because it's the SEC, I think really, really matters. They're going to have size. They're probably going to have, you know, the the physical edge on Can some Can you level. imagine Lavelle Edwards Stadium on that on that day? Can that, you that's going to be a primetime game undefeated going into go headed into the Arkansas game at Lavelle. If that happens, that, I, I mean, that that's going to be bonkers, man. Absolutely crazy. That is, that is a month. That game is a month from tomorrow. Yeah. Four weeks. Yeah. And on the calendar, it's a month from yes, yesterday, October 15th. Like that is a, the, and this is, but this is what it is when you play big time college football. I yes. think it is. And, you know, frankly, when you look at the schedule now, Notre Dame probably isn't the game that you hoped it would be. If we're being totally honest, that that's probably not the game we hoped it would be at 0-2. Um, so you're you're projecting Arkansas is a pretty good game right now. I mean, yes. you, you look at you look at who Arkansas is and who Arkansas has the opportunity to be. Um, two and oh, one and oh in conference. You know, obviously they beat South Carolina pretty pretty handily. But before you get there, they play Missouri State tomorrow. Then they're uh, home for Texas A&M at, at uh, Cowboys Stadium. Um, they're the home team in that game. Then they play number two Alabama at home. Then they, they're at Mississippi State in Starkville. And then they come to Provo. So this, is, this potentially has a chance to be a very different... Arkansas team by the time we get to October 15th. Yes. So we're doing a lot of projecting here. But the bottom line is, this is why I say BYU is in position for a college football playoff spot. Right now and, today, yeah. And I know that everybody says, oh, you're drinking the blue Kool-Aid. Look at you slurping it up, the BYU fan base. Seems like a great opportunity to slurp and splash. But tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me tell me somehow, some way. Tell me somehow, some way that BYU is not in position for a college football playoff spot. I, I dare you because I think when you, you look at this schedule, BYU is going to lose a game. I don't think there's any chance mm -hmm. they go undefeated. I don't think there's any chance they run the table. I just think with injuries, attrition, the size of the opponent you're playing, the physicality yeah. of the opponents you're playing, I think you're going to see that on display against Oregon tomorrow. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot that you're, that you're going up against, but when you look at where they are today, BYU has as good a chance as anybody to be in the college football playoff and, you know, first to play in a new year, six bowl game, be in the college football playoff. They have as much chance. And I mean, anybody right now, because of the difficulty of this schedule. And this is, again, this is why, uh, when we were talking about the schedule, in the summer, and people are like, oh, it's a dog crap schedule, and we kept telling you it wasn't. Now it's one of the most difficult schedules in the country. Sure, Notre Dame's fallen off. 
Absolutely, Notre Dame's fallen off. Nobody knew that Utah State would be one of the worst teams in the country. But you can only play who's put in front of you. That's right, T. And if Notre Dame, and if Arkansas, and if, you know, it'd be nice if a team like Liberty performs and quit a quarterback, you know, you wind up playing quitter quarterback and you beat Liberty and you're going to have a chance. You're gonna BYU right now today controls its destiny. I'm just telling you when you it, let's suppose, or let me put it this way: as long as BYU is an undefeated team heading into their next matchup, as long as that plays out, whether that ends at Oregon tomorrow or whether that ends at Arkansas in whatever it is five weeks or you know four weeks, as long as they're undefeated, every single team that they play is gonna give them their best. Right, you need to understand that oh, yeah. when you're undefeated as an independent and you have the momentum that BYU has and and everything that's going on in that program, when you have that playing out every single week, you are getting the other team's best. And and I think that that extra little bit of BYU being undefeated, you can't underestimate that. It really matters. So that's why I say, hopefully. You can get to Arkansas undefeated. If you do that and you lose to Arkansas and then you don't lose the rest of the way, I think you had a hell of a season. Like that, to me, would be a hell of a season. But I think this matchup tomorrow, it starts tomorrow, obviously. You know, and and I think that that's the strength of this program right now. Kalani has these guys locked in, and it's it, it to me, it's impressive. Like to me, it's really impressive after how last year went that this this club is as locked in mentally as they are. I don't feel like they've hung on to the Baylor win too long. I don't feel like they've been distracted. I feel like they're ready to play. Well, and by the way, it also reminds you that Utah State game went in two weeks. I think it's, it's, and I can look, uh, it's Oregon, Wyoming, Utah State. Yeah. Utah State's on a Thursday night. Mm -hmm. Utah State's coming off of Wyoming. So it, I just, you see what I mean though? Like, let's say again, uh, let's just, that Let's is a dangerous game, man. There's a good chance, right? I think there's a better than 50% shot that BYU is still undefeated when you go to Utah State on a Thursday. Like, that's a dangerous game. BYU is going to win that game. But from an injury standpoint, mm. from a, you know, losing a significant contributor standpoint, that's a dangerous game, man. Yeah, I I think, obviously, you got to focus on Oregon. Yeah. But just having fun, looking ahead a little bit. It is going to be very interesting to see yes. how all this plays out. Mark Rasmussen says, hey, yo, man, how the hell are you? Welcome home. I appreciate that, Mark. We are doing well. <laughs> uh, Zach Thornton says, Jesse, it's Marshall. Is that a uh, is that a, a Notre Dame reference? That's crazy that they lost it. Anyway. It's embarrassing. Uh, Connor uh, Tulin says, Monty has returned. We have. Did you feel the disruption in the force? Uh, TJ McVay says, good morning, guys. What's up? Boyd Lake, what's up, my friend? He says, uh, Arkansas is the highest ranked. We'll see. Arkansas is a very good football team. But Arkansas before, and I know that a lot of BYU fans are fired up about that game, but I'm telling you, Arkansas has a lifetime of football to play before they they get to Provo. Both teams do. Yeah, Both it's, teams it, do. They, yeah. Well, you've got Wyoming on your schedule. and and uh, I mean, you're, you're talking about Texas A&M. Who, disappointing loss. Totally get that. Alabama. Yeah. Like, you've got a lifetime of football. There's no doubt that Arkansas has tougher talent on their schedule. I, I'm not even disagreeing with that. But again, I, I think it doesn't even necessarily matter who plays if we're just talking about injuries, right? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, if Arkansas loses a key contributor against their talent and BYU were to lose one against whoever they're playing, it doesn't really matter who you're playing. You lost that contributor. So 
That's why I say, I, I'm telling you, it, it, looking at this schedule right here today, it, you know, up to the Arkansas game, BYU just has to handle their business against Oregon. If you do that, you really should be in good shape through the next, like, four or five weeks. You, uh, honestly, you should be fine. Yep, 7 o'clock on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Listen, man, the advocates know if you're in an accident and when you're struggling physically and you're worried about how to take care of your family, how do you pay your bills, you do that all by going to utahadvocates.com. Let the advocates fight for you. That's why they call themselves the advocates. Let the advocates fight for you so you can start healing, so you can start getting back to the best version of yourself. Chat with the advocates online today, utahadvocates.com. If you've been in a wreck, don't worry about medical bills. Don't worry about paying for consultations. Don't worry about paying a big retainer. No, no, friends. At The Advocates, your consultation is 100% free. Go to utahadvocates.com. Get your free consultation. They'll defer your medical bills, and you do not pay The Advocates a penny unless and until they win your case. Check them out online at utahadvocates.com. The biggest stories in sports this morning, very clearly, uh, BYU in Oregon uh, getting ready for a huge game. The money has moved on BYU. They are now down to a three-and-a-half-point underdog. But I think that stat that I had up earlier, and I wonder what you guys think about this, that Oregon is 13-2 mm -hmm. since 1995 when they're favored at home by less than four points. Yeah. 13 and two yeah. since 1995. A, that tells you that they're not favored a whole lot by less than four points at home. Mm -hmm. That's only 15 games, right, in what, 30 years almost. Yeah. So it doesn't happen a lot. But I also think that's a tip of the cap to, to BYU. And I think the bigger question is, who is Bo Nix? Who is this Oregon team? I think we're going to find out. And we'll have a lock for you coming up. Um... What time are we going to do locks? Right around 8.30 you want to do locks? Uh, what do you think? Yeah, probably 8.30. Yeah. Okay, I about 90 minutes. Yeah, 8.30. And it's funny you talk about no Bo Nix. One of the stats that I had ready is, is Bo Nix is 12-12 12 and 12 on the road in his career and is it has a 28-2 to 2 touchdown interception ratio at home in his career. So he is clearly a better quarterback in his home games. But I think... The interesting part for Bo is that obviously he transferred and, you know, you have that whole dynamic at play. Yeah. It's not like you've been playing at aughts in your whole life or whatever for your college career. So I just think, look, I, for Bo Nix, I don't think that all of a sudden guys turn into, you know, Heisman Trophy candidates just playing at home. Is there more comfort? Yes. Is there some built-in advantages? You sleep in your own bed, like you got some nice things when you play at home? Yes, absolutely. But this guy showed me who he is against Georgia. I know what Bo Nix is when you get pressure. So the question is, can BYU get pressure? I think that obviously is a huge factor in this game. Yep, totally agree. Uh, Teddy Wayman, good morning to you. Rance says, uh, Oregon won't be an easy game. No, it won't. Lopes fan Gabe, my dudes, boarding yes. a plane in 24 hours. Let's go, Let's baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Amen to that, Gabe. I appreciate you. Yeah, Gabe's going to be at... Um, Gabe's going to be at Barbecue Pit Stop tomorrow. Fired up for this event. We are giving away a trip for two tomorrow to see BYU and Notre Dame at the Shamrock Series. That's going to be fantastic. And by the way, you guys did an incredible job filling up the boxes. Got, got some information yesterday. 
from all the barbecue pit stops in the Valley, including St. George, that the boxes were full. So thank you so much for, for going in and, and filling out the slips and getting entered to win. Really appreciate you guys. Yeah, big shout out to everybody in St. George. Apparently, uh, we have a lot of listeners in St. George. We appreciate that. Um, go check out our friends at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh, Layton, Logan, St. George, and uh, Salt Lake City at the Murray Store. They're just really good good dudes to do business with. But make sure you're in Lehigh tomorrow at noon. Uh, that's when Football Saturday is going to start. By the way, if you have not yet entered to win that contest, you can enter from noon to 1 o'clock. During the football Saturday show, you know. that's it. That's your last chance to enter and win. And then at halftime, uh, BYU and Oregon. Now, the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh have got this whole setup ready. Yes, they um, do. They've got a 75-inch TV. We're going to have the game on. We're going to have wings. We're going to have pizza from Papa Murphy's, which I'm really excited about uh, because our friends at Papa Murphy's are stepping up big time. Uh, to get us pizza for this thing. It's going to be amazing. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 when you order your pizza through the Papa Murphy's app, MONTY25. Um, it's going to be amazing. We're going to have wings from Don's Meats. Uh, we are going to have pizza from Papa Murphy's, and we are going to watch BYU and Oregon at uh, Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh tomorrow at noon. We'll start the show football Saturday. So, Come on out. Lopes Van Gabe will be there. A bunch of people are coming out uh, to watch the game and try to win this trip for two to see BYU and Notre Dame. And I'm telling you, even if, regardless that there's a football game that you're going to, never mind the fact that you get to stay at the Palms for two nights. Yes. Never mind the fact that you get two tickets to the game. You get a $250 Maverick gift, gift card to get you there. Like, the trip is a hookup. Yes. It is absolutely a hookup. It is going to be amazing. Allegiant Stadium is incredible. Allegiant Stadium is amazing. So really fired up about that. Make sure uh and hey, if you're if you're coming out tomorrow, shout it out in the content uh in the um comments. Easy for me to say. You know. It's shout early. it out in the comments. Let's see. Tanner Plummer says, Man, if I didn't work, I'd totally be there. Well Well, Tanner, we all make sacrifices. You're casual. You know. Uh, let's see. What's your, <laughs> what are you drinking? Jake Brent uh, Burnett wants to know what you're drinking. Uh, rockstar recovery link in the description. Yeah. Link in the description. Hook it up. Yeah. Um, let's get some more of your comments in here. Um, let's see. Tanner Plummer says the only reason Utah state is a dangerous game is because there's a chance that hall gets hurt. You know, I agree. I don't know about that. Oh no. I, I agree a hundred. Like I, I think that. Uh, and, and I like we've disagreed on the quality of Utah State. Um, obviously, I think we can all agree BYU is better. But I think the interesting are you thing, sure? Like the interesting thing is, yeah, the injury thing to me is the only thing that matters in that game. BYU should beat them handily, like by 20, 25 points. Like you should dominate Utah State. And I think that 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 yeah, Jaron cannot get hurt in that game. Like if you are BYU. I would be looking to get ahead early uh, and get him out of the game. I, I think that's what you have to do in those style of game. But again, you know, all that to say, what happens if Jaron gets hurt tomorrow? Well, that's the nature of the beast in football. You know what I mean? And and I think that you know, for this program, they just have to focus on on Oregon tomorrow because I truly believe if you if you beat Oregon tomorrow, whether it's by one point or ten points, if you get out of there with a win. I mean, the program is just like, like it's just crazy. It's bonkers. You're making huge 
noise in college football if you're able to win that game. And I, I don't see any way you're not top 10 after that. Oh, if they win at Autzen, they're top 10. There's no doubt yeah. about that. But I'll just say one other thing about Utah State because I don't mean to bring up the Aggie tears. Mm -hmm. That game, it's Oregon, Wyoming, Utah State. Notre Dame and Las Vegas and then Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Tell me that's not a trap game on a Thursday night. Oh, it's absolutely night, a trap game. 100%. On a Thursday night. Yeah. yeah, it is. That's a trap game. But but that to me... so That's it, ESPN, national TV. Yeah, I th I think what's interesting about Thursday nights in college football and and the the person like the the personal nature of this rivalry air quotes if you want to call it a rivalry because frankly it's been an ass kicking every year but it's like little brother like you're basically going down there to play a very personal game and I I yeah sure it is a trap game but I don't think BYU is in any danger of losing the game. I think BYU is in danger of suffering injury. That I, I just, I just think it's such a straightforward storyline in that game. You know, you have to leave. You got to leave Logan healthy, man. Like that's the mission. You should beat them by like three, four possessions, easy. Yep, we'll see. James Knight says only thirty-two days until the NBA. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, James. I know. I've just so James. For those of you who don't know, lives in Australia. Huge jazz still fan. owes us four X beer. You, you know, know. <laughs> um, I just think that 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 yeah, it's crazy. Like training camp is here, and we're gonna talk jazz today a little later in the show. But like, it's it's crazy that it's just about a month away. So I, if you're a sports fan, we're heading into that time of year where it's like you you are well fed. You've got a variety of options, which we love. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. So yeah, Cam Harrison says two point four million viewers for the BYU Baylor. Oh game. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, largest late night window game uh, on ESPN since 2016. I think it was. I mean, like it's crazy. BYU brings them out. I'm for real. BYU brings them out. Brett Burnett says BYU uh, fans love BYU's schedule. Why wouldn't you? Absolutely. Ratings were crazy for the late night game. Yes, they were. Rant says NBA yawn. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. Uh, Cam Harrison says uh, welcome home, guys. Good morning. Appreciate Good morning you, to you. Sean Mirzinski says, I guess we're still mediocre every year. It's ridiculous. What do you mean? Uh, what are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about, man? Uh, Brett Burnett says they're not really happy to be home. Vacation's over. It, it, the we, odd we thing about really Hawaii. We weren't really on vacation. Bro. Yeah, we weren't really on vacation. Yeah, we weren't we were on vacation. still getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. We're still doing the show. Um, it was a vacation. Now, if you got to work, Hawaii's not a bad place to work from. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Tanner says the only reason. Um, oh, I read that one already about about uh, Utah State. Yeah, about Jaron Hall getting hurt. Yeah. You know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Man, you guys in this Utah State thing. Uh, Justin Hayward says Utah State will get steamrolled. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see. I, like, I'm just telling you that's not the cakewalk you think it is. I just have a terrible feeling about that game. And Morris says, Boise, much more dangerous than Utah State. Well, yeah, but Agreed. I'm not going to talk about anything in November. Yeah. Right? Like November, Utah Tech is more dangerous than than on paper in flipping September. Utah Tech's more dangerous than Utah State. Now, Utah State game's on a Thursday night, man. I'm just telling you. Let's see. Uh, Joshua Lovern says, as long as Bo Nix doesn't play Bama or Georgia, he does okay. <laughs> well, his career kind of does tell that as story. As long as he doesn't play Bama or Georgia. You know, 
Is he is he a good quarterback? This is Coach Saban. I mean, yeah, he puts up numbers. But that's a guy who in the biggest moments, and I don't know if it's just that like a little pee comes out or something. I have no idea. So you better check yourself. But that dude tends to turn the ball over at the worst time. Yeah, it's just he's not he can be had. He's a good quarterback. You know, if you if you can't have um, you know, the best guy on your team at quarterback, Bo Nix is a nice second option. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm frankly, I'm not exactly confident that the guy projects as an NFL talent. Like he needs to show that he can control a game. That like that's what the best quarterbacks in the game do. And that's why I say, again, Jaron is really developed. I was not a Jaron guy last year. I didn't think that Jaron was going to become the passer he was going to become. I didn't think that the the progression would happen as quickly as it has. But I'm telling you that the 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 touch throw to Hill up the sideline that's a difficult throw. Like I don't think people realize how quality of a throw that is. That throw, I'm telling you, that sideline throw to Chase Roberts. That another one, yeah. That's an incredibly yes. difficult throw. He's a much better player this year than he was last year. Yeah. You know the the summer work that he did. You know, bringing all of the the receivers and tight ends together, like. Obviously, that made a huge difference chemistry. But you can on this see team. how Jaron can control a game now. How he's sort of he's sort of attained that ability now because he's a better passer. Bo Nix to me doesn't have that ability now. Again, I know it was Georgia. You know, by most people's accounts, best team in the country right now. If you don't think they're the best, they're obviously top two, depending on the week with Bama. So they're obviously a great team, and obviously that's going to present some challenges. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, Bo Nix is going to be some game-changing, light-you-up quarterback because he just hasn't shown that ability. Yes, he can throw it a little bit. But frankly, I'm more worried about the running attack from Oregon than I am that Bo Nix is going to throw for 400 yards against this secondary. I'm not quite as worried about that right now. So to me, if Max Tooley in that linebacker room can stop the run and can keep that run game in check, Bo Nix is going to have a long night or a long game, I guess, because it is a midday game. You know, But like, is he a number one? Is Bo Nix a guy? Can Bo Nix be the quarterback of a national championship no, team? No, no. I don't no. think he can. Hell no. No, not, definitely not of a national championship team. I don't think that – like you can clearly see – and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out tomorrow because I think – you know, as we're watching this game at Barbecue Pit Stop, like one of the things that I'm going to be looking for is is who has the better start of the two quarterbacks. Like, does Jaron? Let's say Jaron comes out and throws a, a a pick and turns it over early and then settles in. Okay, let's say if Bo Nix does that same thing. Like, let's say that BYU has the same rager of a start that they've had. You know, where they come out first possession. You you know, you punch it in. Like everything's great. We're going to be sitting here saying, yep, another another week for BYU, another fast start, you know, but that's what I'm saying. Your quarterback matters. Getting down the field on that first possession, especially as the road team, is going to matter, and that's why, that's why I think this Jaron Hall developing as a passer thing is just so important because now he has the ability to do that consistently. I think Jaron Hall is a better quarterback than Bo Nix, and it's going to be interesting to see. My only question is, can BYU run the ball in this game? Because I'm not confident Puka's going to play. I'm not confident that Gunner's going to play. I mean, they are being incredibly careful with Gunner Romney, as they should be. I mean, when you talk about injuries to vital organs, and yeah, absolutely you should yeah. be. I think Puka Nakua is the bigger loss because he's been there. You can see what – I mean, the, the explosiveness against USF 
is exactly what this offense has been has been looking for. Yeah, he's a game breaker for he, sure. Absolutely. And I think obviously that is not something you can replicate. He is the guy on your team who does that for you. So it's going to be quite important to see exactly how they play with or without him. And and if they can't run the ball, if Puka doesn't play and they can't run the ball, it's going to be a very long day uh, for BYU's offense. So there are some real questions that have to be asked and answered about this team. But, you know, Josh, I I, I don't disagree with you. I, I think I would take Jaron Hall over Bo Nix every day. Yeah. I, I'm honest I to agree. goodness. I agree. And I think, again, I just go back. Look at Jaron Hall in big games. Look at his win-loss record in big games mm -hmm. against ranked opponents on national TV. Jaron shows up to play in big games. So I expect him to be to be everything that 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 they need him to be. I do. Uh M. Morris says, is Cam Rising really that good or timing worked out that he had um in a poor conference games left? No, he's really that good. No, he's good. Yeah, I, he's I really don't good. think timing had anything to do with his success. And we're gonna get to Utah here in, in a few. Yeah. But Cam is definitely that guy. Yeah, I don't think I don't think his I don't know. I don't think his his I don't think anything was luck for Cam Rising last year. I mean, you had a quarterback that quit on this team. That's that's not that's not usually luck. That's not how most people would describe luck. Some shit happened. Yeah, you know. Uh, hey, speaking of luck versus not luck, make sure you call Wayman Brothers Construction when you're looking to have work done in your home or your office. Maybe you're building a, a space. Maybe you're building an ADU. There is no project too big or too small. I cannot say enough how quality... Wayman Brothers Construction is. They're working on a project for us right now. Um, and one of the best parts about Wayman Brothers is they actually say no to things you want to do. When you're building a project, the answer can't always be yes, just because you want to. And one of the things that Wayman Brothers Construction has done for us on this current project is we've said, hey, we want to do this and we want to do it this way. And they're like, yeah, I wouldn't do that because. No, no, no. Yeah, and they have reasons, legitimate, hey, do it this way. Hey, you want to do this? Well, I wouldn't do it that way, but how about we try this? And they have the right solution done the right way. Construction, construction wise, their integrity is amazing. Yeah. The finished product's amazing. Their ability to get it done on budget and on time. The current project they're working on for us, Wayman Brothers, they're ahead of schedule by weeks. It is incredible. Literally. The trust factor that Wayman Brothers has built with our family is second to none. So if you're in Utah and you're looking to have your kitchen, your bathroom, your, you know, you, like I said, if you're building a deck, one of the things Wayman Brothers did for us is they built a deck in a, in a concrete pad for our new hot tub. And it's perfect. They built a Trex deck. They tore down basically the back of our house. How long, rebuilt how long it. has it been since you've had that now? Has it been a year yet? Uh, just about. It'll be a year in December. And they did all of their work last November, I think. Yeah. They beat the hot tub by a month. They got it done on time, on budget, the finished product. And that I think that's the big thing about Wayman Brothers. Well, the reason I asked you that is because long term, it's been great. There hasn't been like, you know, a lot of yeah. contractors like they'll get they'll knock something out. But then like six months from when they got done and, you know, you're using whatever they left you or whatever they did, something breaks or something goes wrong yeah. because they didn't build it right. And that's what I think is impressive is like the it's not just the short term finished product, the long term effects of it are great the deck i have to say like the deck is amazing it still looks great and that was a product they recommended you Tracks, you yeah. had said like hey this is kind of what we're looking for we want to put right in to a it. wood deck we want to yeah. put in a custom wood deck yes. to wrap around this hot tub and they he you know alma wayman was like yeah we shouldn't use wood we should use trex decking 
And here's why. And it's weather and it's this and it's that. It's around water. It worked out great, man. It worked out great. And they've done everything for us from electrical to framing. Like, I just can't say enough. You can trust Wayman Brothers Construction. Yes. And I know that's crazy when we're talking about contractors. You can trust Wayman Brothers Construction. They'll be on time and on budget. Call them today, 801-654-1028-801-654-1028 for Wayman Brothers Construction. Oh, Jake, it's like old times, friend. The bots are back. (laughs) How about that? The bots are back on the channel. Dude, incredible. Absolutely incredible. How long has it been? Has it been a couple weeks? It's been a couple of weeks, I think, since before we went to uh, Hawaii. Hawaii. Uh, We haven't had bots on the channel. And now we're back in Utah, and there are bots on the channel. Well, there you go, man. That's Had to happens. remove them. That's what happens. All right, let's get some more of your comments in here before we uh, switch gears and talk uh, Utah football because I think this San Diego State game Mm-mm-mm. is huge. Uh, M. Morris says, what's the PAC's record against Power 5 teams? Well, recently, not good. And <laughs> I was going to say, not good. <laughs> obviously, BYU is well aware of that as BYU uh, dominated their Pac-12 opponents last year. I mean, it, it, it's not. It is, to me, it's, it's not good at all. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Bolton. What's up, my man? Jeremy. Jeremy says, good uh, morning. Finally, I can start listening in. Jared is the goat. His mom is hot. And I'm going to do my best not to talk about Caruso. <laughs> Jeremy, you going to be there Saturday, bro? Yeah, what's up? You coming to Lehigh? You bringing the headband back let's out? Let's go, Jeremy Bolton. Let's Join go, us buddy. tomorrow. Again, and I know I keep saying it, but I'm so excited about all of the people who said they're showing up tomorrow at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. It's going to be amazing, man. We're doing that. Jeremy Bolton was on our last show that we did yeah. on remote. Yeah, if you and it's on the channel, too. If you go and look, the one we did at Max Muscle in South Jordan, Jeremy showed up in his pinstripe black and red Alex Caruso jersey with a headband and talked some jazz basketball. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Amazing. Yeah, if you're there tomorrow, by the way, from noon to one, have no problem putting people on the show. We'll do it, man. Jeremy, I mean, the bar's pretty low if you want to beat Jeremy Bolton's performance. I mean, the bar the bar was the bar the, the bar was pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> For Jeremy. Uh okay. Um, you know, let's see. Zesty Retro in Games says, How much longer till college basketball? Can we just refer to that person as Zesty? Zesties. We'll we'll say Zesties. <laughs> College basketball feels like it's never yeah, coming back. I'm, I'm good. I'm uh, good. Uh. Rant says they beat Ohio State last year. They they got dudes. They do. I would agree with that. Oregon versus BYU comes down to head coaches. I'm not sold on the Ducks head coach. Yeah. I'm just not sold on where their program's at right now. You know, whether it's the head coach or Bo Nix or, or you know, you can look around the roster. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to sit here and be Mr. Negative on Oregon because I would love for Oregon to actually be a Pac-12 power like they've been, frankly. But it just, to, to get rolled like that against Georgia Woo. was just, I mean, I understand losing to Georgia. If, if you had lost by 10 points to Georgia, okay, I'm good with it. But to lose whatever it was, 49 to 3, it's just embarrassing, bro. Absolutely embarrassing. I think that it's easy when you are when you are looking and you are comparing. Listen, Dan Lanning, the head coach at Oregon, has yeah. no chance of competing with Kalani Satake. I mean, yeah. he. I think Kalani is one of the best coaches in the country. I think he's undervalued every year. Um, and I think Dan Lanning's probably going to be a good coach. Yeah. He, I mean, I, he's got the credentials, the resume, all of that. He's not Kalani Satake, and this team. This is Kalani Satake's team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kalani has his hands all over it. And you can see, 
Again, the hug heard around the world with Jaron Hall and and Jake last week was, I mean, that was amazing. Epic. And if you watched the cut, if you watched the cut. So impressive. The conversation and the message before the game about loving your brother, not because he's a good football player, but because he's a good human. And then to see what happened with Jake Oldroyd and to see Jaron Hall with Jake while the game was on the line, while Baylor was on the field trying to win the game. And then they immediately stand up and hug like that was just, you everything could not have scripted for, dude. that. Everything you're looking for. What's up, Marlon Shaw with a $20 tip. Appreciate you, Marlon. Appreciate you, Marlon. One thing interesting on the BYU game is what does OU glean from, uh, from games on the field? The USF game was vanilla and did not show anything. The Baylor game was all physical. The OU game will be based on speed. How does OU game plan? Well, that's an interesting question. Because I actually don't think that BYU's shown much offensively. I think they are they have not gone deep into the playbook. And I think most people, I'm going to say most people, a lot of people that I've listened to this week have said that BYU can't run the ball. Like, and, and That's it's just not true. Well, But it's interesting to me that people believe that because you have a guy in, in Christopher Brooks who's, I mean, he's still new to the program. And you have an offensive line that doesn't, you know, it hasn't had to have a new running back in how many, I, I mean, Peeney Coteau has been a BYU running back for a decade, you know, right? So like, that's a, that was a joke. Um, anyway, the point is they know Peeney Katoa. They knew yeah. Tyler Algier. Christopher's a new guy in this program. And I think it takes time to build chemistry between running back and offensive line. I think that's a real thing. So when you're looking at whether or not they can run the ball, I don't think we know if they can run the ball mm -hmm. at this point yet. I, honestly and truly. Well, and I think that I, I think the the one thing we do know is you, I I, I want to say against Baylor they averaged two two point four yards per carry. I think it was. I think was the exact stat. Yes. But you can't have you can't have like to me to beat Oregon you're gonna have to be four yards a carry. Like at least four yards a carry. Anything over that is a cherry on top. But I think that if you can be four yards a carry and you can be committed to the run game for the entire game, you're going to be in a great place. Like Baylor, one of Baylor's strategies against BYU was to just pound the rock the entire game. And that ended up not working out. I mean, obviously they were able to run the ball, but they lost the game, you know, and it didn't really well. pay dividends. Like I felt like BYU's defense, and again, this is something else to watch in this Oregon game. BYU's defense is conditioned and they are in shape there is there is just no question about that and i love the intensity late in the game because uh, the whole idea of running the football and really wearing out the linebackers is to fatigue them like hey we're going to play smash mouth the whole game and then what do you get you get you know the the linebacker core talking about after the game how they were excited to play smash mouth how they were about that energy how they were looking for the a gap and they wanted to pop those guys like that to me speaks volumes about what this defense's you know sort of mentality is it's not like not every defense is looking to go out there and and smash a lot of defenses just kind of want to you know float through the game and make the tackles they need to make and so i think you know, if, if BYU's defense comes out and has that same mentality, they really should be able to control this game. Yeah, and I, I think just looking at some of the numbers on Oregon, I mean, it's remarkable to me that they don't have a running back that's got 100 yards yet. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty amazing to me. And I think Sean Dollars is a guy that's a heck of a running back. Um, 
And I, I think when you run running back by committee, I, I and I let's let's be honest. I mean, Marquis Irving is probably their number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but who I, I have no idea what do you even make of their performance against well Eastern Washington? I don't know that you make anything out of that performance. I mean, that is a... It's very much the same thing that Utah's going through right now. You play to nobody. You're not going to average... I want to say they averaged something... They averaged over eight and a half yards a carry. Yeah. You're not going to get that. I mean, you're just just not... I don't think we know what Oregon's offense is. And I think we're going to find out tomorrow. But Marlon Shaw, thanks for the $20 tip. Appreciate you. Uh, Snuka says, I think Chris Brooks has a breakout game versus Oregon. He better. Uh, Brent Burnett says all about coaching form BYU as a team has lots of players or options. Well, and I think Kalani has built empowerment on that roster. Definitely. I think that's one of the biggest things. And I think this is Dan Lanning's handicap to overcome here is that he doesn't have the relationships with his players that Kalani has. And I think that that's part of the, that's part of the thing is that like when we talk about love and family and we have all these conversations about these what feel like cliches. They're not cliches at BYU. Like, they're not. And I think we saw that play out with Jake Oldroyd. And perhaps the silver lining in Jake's struggles last week against Baylor are that we're, we're seeing this team come together and rally around him. I mean, again, I don't, I don't know that you can demonstrate that any more than having Jake Oldroyd come up in front of the team and lead the fight song and prop him up and have everybody high-fiving yes. him and, and letting him know. you can see he was emotional. I mean, he was clearly oh, feeling yeah. the moment. I mean, not and that's not criticism at all. I think it's a, again, the, the hug is a great, like, kind of starter to the story, but I think unless you watch the cut or unless you sort of, like, really follow the program closely – you don't understand just how impacted Jake was by missing those kicks. Like, obviously, you heard the storyline that he was upset about it, which, you know, obviously anybody would be upset about it. But this kid really, like, like was impacted by it, like, really took it personally that he, you know, what he said was let his team down. Like, and that, as a kicker, it's very black and white as far as what your job is. You're either making kicks or you're not. And this week, he's going to be a factor. There's no doubt about it. And I'll be curious to see... What is does he make a kick in a pressure cooker situation? Because the extra points and the stuff early in the game really doesn't matter. It's that it's that thirty-five yard intermediate kick that's got some challenge to it. Can you make that? That's what I think for him as a kicker and as a performer. Yes, um, really matters. All right, Jeremy Bolton's making excuses about why he can't come to the event. Well, I'm going <coughs> to Oregon to watch the game, boys. <coughs> come on, guy. Whatever. Whatever. No. Good on you, man. Yeah, good good on you, bro. That's a great place to watch. A are game. you driving out or you Autzen is Autzen's pretty amazing. Yes, Mrs. Hey, Monty. Wait a minute. Can't you send him a link to report live from the game? Oh, hey, Jeremy Bolton. I'm Look at that. Saying. Jeremy. Jeremy. We do have that ability. We do have that ability, Jeremy, to yeah. have you on the show from Autzen. That might not be a bad idea, Mrs. Monty. Maybe we Mrs. have. Mrs. Monty makes her return. Yeah, Mrs. Monty, the the I'm brilliant, brilliant. Okay, let's turn her mic off. Anyway, the point oh, is, the point is, she is brilliant. That's yeah. a that's a great suggestion, Jeremy. It's up to you, man. Yeah, you want to report from the game? Let's. I mean, we should do that. Uh, Jeremy Severe says BYU ran all over South Florida. Baylor was really physical, um, and probably a top ten rush defense. Who knew? 
uh, our personnel. BYU will be fine running the ball. Well, you think Baylor was physical. Wait until you see Oregon play up front. The one thing that Oregon does really well is they punch you in the face. I mean, they're very good they have, and physical at the point of attack. I want to say the number is eight. Uh, eight guys that play consistently for them that are in the, the down-in, down-out rotation that went to high school in the state of Utah. So make no mistake about the fact that these two teams are very familiar with each yes. other. These two teams are are well acquainted with each other, like the players know each other. Like There's a lot here from that standpoint, and I think that's a fascinating little wrinkle of this game because it's not every game especially against a P5 opponent where you know each other the way these guys know each other. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. How about Giggity? BYU's kicker, Jake Oldroyd, needs to make his first kick tomorrow or he may be mentally toast. Agreed. Oh, I Agreed. think that's a huge 100% moment. 100% agree. Giggity, absolutely right. That is a huge moment that you get the ability. Yeah, I, I, yeah that it's speaks true. for itself. It's 100% uh, true. I just, I think that is a huge, huge point. Uh, Tyler Dopp says, y'all, I'm going to be at the game. Hope the event goes well so you can do more. Oh, we'll do more. We'll oh, do more remotes me, and events. No, there's more coming. Yeah. Wow. Tyler Dopp. Good on you, man. Good on you. Brent Burnett. BYU's defense has speed and has been taught to tackle. Well, there you go. They do have good technique. I, I do agree with that. Danny Lee. And he says, please. I want to note that Danny says, please. Please talk about Utah State. No. No, I. This is fucking America. I. How? Okay. No. Okay. Um, uh, in here, let me let me get the drop. With all due respect, how are we supposed to talk about one of the five <laughs> worst teams in the country, bro? I, I, again, and I'm not trying to be mean, but Utah State just isn't relevant right now, man. I mean, again, you're the the program. The biggest thing about the program right now is they're pissed off. Their fans are booing them. Like that's not great, man. Like there's. We're going to talk Utah. We're going to talk BYU. We will talk Utah State when that game comes up on the schedule. But there's too much to talk about to spend 20 minutes on Utah State, with all due respect. I don't disagree with that. I don't. Um, but what I would say is I, I am stunned that Utah State is this bad. I, I just – I am stunned. And – I think it's one of those things where you have to figure out a way. You have to figure out a way, man. I, that's all I can say. If you're Utah State, you've ripped your fan base. Your your coach embarrassed the program. Um, the play on the fields embarrassed the program. Like it, it's stunning. It's um, absolutely stunning that they've done that. By the way, Papa Murphy's Pizza brings you football at fifty. Coming up here in fifteen minutes. Make sure when you order your pizza at Papa Murphy's. Use promo code MONTY25, M-O-N-T-Y, mm -hmm. MONTY25, to get 25% off your order of $25 or more. We'll be hooking up the Papa Murphy's Pizza tonight. Um, the order, as always for us, is a large traditional crust barbecue sauce. Mm -hmm. Mozzarella cheese. Mozzarella. Mozzarella. Um, I put you know the, the onion mix, mushrooms, pineapples, cheese mix on top. Mozzarella. And then... And then Green onion on top to top. Where's the Italian? Drop that bad boy on the smoker. Good to go. Good to go. I'm telling you, Just that's saying. the perfect pizza at Papa Murphy's. But, you know, Papa Murphy's has their their pep. 
Everybody was laughing the other day because I'm not a pepperoni hey, pizza listen, guy. If you want to play it, play it. I mean, we've got they've got no. a triple pep that's incredible. No, we'll play for football. I'm not, I'm not a big pep guy myself, but I am. Way, I, I'm telling you, the best pizza is sausage pizza. It, 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 it's plain and simple. There's nothing to even talk about. Now, Mrs. Monty's a vegetarian, which pretty much means I'm a vegetarian. Okay? I don't have much to say. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I can say about that. She wants the artichoke hearts. She wants Satan's giblets, which are otherwise known okay, as... Okay, excuse me, Satan's giblets? Yeah, black olives. I want it. What? Bro. What? What? Yeah, black olives are the product of Satan. How do you not wow. know this? Anyway, the point Bro, is... what are you talking Mrs. about, Mrs. Monty wants Satan's giblets on the pizza... You know, they can do that for you. You want artichokes on the pizza? They can do that. You want green peppers as Mrs. Monty does? They can do that. Me, I'm a guy of simple tastes, okay? If I could have any pizza I wanted, it would simply be cheese, onion, sausage. You see, I'm a guy of simple taste. Okay? But Jake's a vegetarian, which pretty much means I'm a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. He's not. But we generally get the, the, the sausage, or we don't generally get sausage. We get mushroom and onion. Correct. With barbecue sauce. Which is phenomenal. It's reliable. And it's that's what the thing I love about Papa Murphy's. You know what you're getting, and you control it. You get to eat it when it's hot, which you don't get with other delivery options. You're, you're, it's so frustrating to order a pizza, have it delivered, and have it be cold when it gets there. No, so the worst is, and this is, the, uh, honestly, you want to know how we wound up at Papa Murphy's? We ordered from one of the major pizza chains here in Utah, got the pizza, and it was completely wrong. And it was smashed on top of the box. And as you can see, there's not that was much it. hope for you left. That was it. And from then on, we have been loyal to Papa Murphy's. And, and everyone says, oh, Papa Murphy's doesn't deliver. I'm telling you, take the delivery thing out of it because it's so worth it when you're eating the pizza that's hot. It tastes good. It's exactly how you want it. Fresh. It's just incredibly worth it just to go and get it i'm just telling and you. and by that. the way again not to be repetitive get the app because again and and we'll do it we'll, we'll we can show you how to do it or whatever after the show we'll do a little social video or something in the app you can order it ahead of time like it yes we get done with the show at nine at 901 we could put an order in for five o'clock and it'll be ready to go i'll wait a second he uh cks says the garlic chicken is very good mm. You know, haven't had that one. Brent Burnett says these two love to make us hungry. I do. I'm hungry. I do. Bro, you think I'm not? I'm hungry, bro. Hola Billy says, uh, so y'all smoking cauliflower wings? Well, I'm telling you right now, our guy Steve at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh hooked us up with a, uh, uh, like a, um, what do you call it? A coating, a dusting, a um, seasoning, a seasoning, a batter that you can make for your cauliflower wings. They got that good. Now, I generally, I'm going to hesitate to play go. to put this $5 comment on the screen because I just don't know that Jake's ego can handle it. <laughs> In fact, I'm going to wait because we got a $49.99 tip. And he says, Adler Harris says, the best pizza to me is Hungry Howie's. You have to try that. Also, great job, guys. Welcome back from Paradise. Excited to meet you guys tomorrow. Adler, Love it. looking forward looking to it. Looking forward to it, man. Now. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Do it. I want it. I want the comment on the screen. Brian Elder gives it. us a $5 tip. Okay, Brian, let's go. Now, I'm, I just want to focus on Jake here. I'm going to single up on Jake. I want you to watch the width of his cranium explode here. Hey, guys. Started watching you in Hawaii. Hey, guys. By <laughs> chance, I got a 4K TV. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. 
I can't. Your production value is great. The bright lights, the close-ups. My God. Jake is the production value guy. And In Hawaii, for all my camera nerds, Sony A7S III, 4K, phenomenal. That's all I have to say. YouTube okay. it. Okay. It was amazing. Okay. He, he also totally gets incredible. us $5 more. I threw out the 4K, went to DI, found wow, Deseret Industries. Oh. Found an old CRT. Funny how tech always cuts both ways. Anyway, I'll now be able to watch for years to come. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Love it. Love it. Appreciate that. Adler, appreciate the $49 tip. Brian Elder, appreciate the $10 tip in total. And trust appreciate me when that. I say all of your tip money is going to a big cause that will be announced very soon. Wow. Jeremy Bolton says, ouch, just saw an update on tickets at Autzen. Oh, boy. Not even close to a sellout. How is this not a sellout for them? It's not a sellout? Okay. Jeremy, now you're going to make me look. Now you're going to make me look. I am. What, is, what I are would, we talking about here? Stanford? Come on, guy. I I think. Where, where Okay, where are you looking at tickets? Let's see. Let's see, yeah. I think Oregon is on a sellout streak. No, excuse me. They are not. That ended. <laughs> oh, did it? <laughs> they are at um, 83 straight sellouts, apparently. Yeah, there are a lot of tickets available. Wow. How is that? Po I agree with you, Jeremy. There is. No, and good tickets, too. Wow. What are you looking at? Ticketmaster. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah, there's a lot. Wow. And and so in football, what's interesting when you buy tickets, it's Yowzer. all about where, like, obviously, when you go to any event, it's where you sit. But like in football, particularly, like most of the time, you're 50, you're 30 to, you know, 30 yard line to the other 30 yard line in the lower bowl is always going to be taken. But there is still some lower bowl availability, which is surprising to me. So, you know, I know we have, I think we've had like four or five comments of people going to this game. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it, man, because there's going to be... Yeah, it seems like you, you guys may have gotten some great tickets. And I would love, if Jeremy's up for it, to see it, to to see what it's like in, in, in the crowd. That That's a great idea. Is that right? Marlon Shaw says students not in school yet. Mark Hale says school is not in session at Oregon. What? Guy, it's September 17th what? tomorrow, and school is not in session at Oregon? What are we doing? Like, how is that possible? Okay, now you're making me look up when students at Oregon go back to school. I that's really interesting. I, I whatever. Oregon's such a wacky joint. September 29th is when the semester starts. How is that? I need the what? Oregon plan. I need the Oregon plan. <laughs> I'll be back September 29th. Classes begin September 29th. Community education registration is the 26th. Bro. An initial, an initial registration window for the fall semester is May 20th through the 30th. I give up. Dude, wow. That's why the game's not sold out. That's, That's crazy. That's right there why the game's not sold out. That's absolutely crazy they're not in school I, yet. So to me, and I'm not trying to blow this out of proportion, but I think that absolutely matters. Oregon and... and 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 that and Austin have always been a great home field advantage, but th this game not being sold out that matters, man. That Absolutely. Does. Tyler Dopp says when Monty orders, he asks for Satan's giblets. Yes, I should. Hey guys, 
I hate black olives. Yeah, I'm not. What a black vegetable olive are you a hater of? Black olives for sure. Is I'm it? with you. I hate black olives. Oh God, are we going to do the olives a fruit thing? Is olive a fr- olive? Tr- first of all, okay. First of all, if you have an olive tree, like two houses we've flipped have had olive trees, and it's the absolute worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Terrible. But olives just don't taste good. No. Like they're just awful. Like because I it's garbage. And I warned my wife, if you ever eat olives again, we'll never knack again. <laughs> like we will never knack again. It won't happen. She's never had olives since. Makes me want to puke. That was like right now I said that to her. But you know, it is what it is. Uh let's see. Cody Strickland says I make killer barbecue bacon wrap stuff jalapeno oh, peppers. Dude. Bro, chill, man. Why? It's early. Why? That sounds amazing. K. Nuren says Utah and Utah State will soon be in the same place. No, get the hell out of here. Aren't they in the same place, the state of Utah? Stop. That's what um, what K meant, right? Um, you know, Jeremy Bolton says, K. Nuren, I like your thinking. Jeremy, please. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brent Burnett says, sounds good, Cody. Yeah, Cody. Cody says, adding to my previous comment, if I bring them, will you guys smoke them? Sure. Yeah. You want to bring them? Bring them. I don't care. Uh, We're Josh- going to have two smokers going, um, and we'll figure that out. Yeah. yeah. Josh Lebron says, Eugene, Oregon equals front runners. I agree. I agree. Jeremy Bolton says, if this game was in Provo, tickets would have been sold out weeks ago. Oh, yes, yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. Correct. By the way, correct. And, and I don't know that The Rock got enough credit. <laughs> the Rock probably won the Baylor game. Yeah. I mean, Kalani didn't accidentally pick that end of the field. Let's let's be let's be real about it. Uh let's see. Uh Jeremy Bolton says, How is school not in session three weeks into football season? You clowns? I don't get it, dude. Exactly I really just right. don't understand it. Sean Mirzinski says, My sister went to Oregon for a semester, didn't start until late September. That's nuts. That's nuts. Um Boyd Lake says Italian sausage pizza is quote the best. Boyd? Where's the Italian? My guy. My guy. Uh, Brent Burnett says, olives for you, Monty. Thanks. Thank you. Cody Strickland says, onions. Yak. I love onions. Yeah, big fan of onions. We had, at the Westin in Maui, Mm -hmm. they had these amazing, was it coconut? Like onion rings? My wife is a huge onion ring fan. And they made these like coconut battered onion rings that were awesome coconut's a big thing in hawaii if you guys didn't know that yeah they were really good 747 football 50 coming up in three minutes um let's see where's where's you know i i think tanner Plummer just likes to stir the pot well that's been confirmed that's been confirmed tanner says mrs monty had a good idea that's a first wow now tricky t he like he we make him executive producer of the show tricky t and now all of a sudden mrs monty never has good ideas thank you uh tanner Plummer says dang right johnny rocks plus jaron doesn't have any off-field drama and an annoying mom to deal with i think he'll be better than zach wow <laughs> wow Johnny Rock says Jeremy has won more big games than Zach. He's climbing the ladder of BYU greats. Settle down. Settle down. He has a chance to be better, but he's got to have a one-loss season this year. Settle. Well, he's got to play every game this year. Yeah. Settle down. He needs to win. He needs to win a lot more. He needs to win a lot more. Cody Strickland says, sweet, normal barbecue or devil's split. 
Devil's spit. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Don't. I, I'm, I'm assuming that's a spicy reference. I don't know. Sp- spicy's not good. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Johnny Rocks, dude already has two better wins since Zach ever had. Uh, the fart bags up north in Baylor. <laughs> wow. The fart bags Are we up really north. already going fart bags up north? Yes, yes, yes. It's 748 football, 50 in two minutes presented by Papa Murphy's. Wow. Uh, let's see. Renee Roca says, uh, if you don't like onions, you probably eat Chick-fil-A like children. Thank well, you. Thank you. Because by the way, I don't personally eat Chick-fil-A. Dude! We went to uh, a chicken tender place last night. That, darn it. I can never remember the name of it. Slim Chickens, thank you. Went to Slim Chickens last night. And? Really good. It is really good. Really good. I think it's better than Chick-fil-A. Better. It, everything's better than Chick-fil-A. I Everything. Every, I wasn't particularly impressed with Shake Shack yesterday. What? Yeah. I what was do you not mean? particularly impressed. We had Shake Shack for lunch yesterday. Wasn't impressed. I love the fries at Shake Shack, but the Sando was not. The Sando God. left some to be God. desired. Why do you? God. Are you, have you abandoned me, sir? Yes. Ma'am, or whatever the hell you are. Like, why would you say something like, oh, Shake Shack's not good? I said it left some to be desired. The Shake Shack chicken sandwich is... I mean, The batter's good, but it, it is a little bland, I have I, to admit. I, eating that sandwich, I literally had a moment with myself under the table. Like, yes, it, yes, was, yes. it was a really good sandwich yesterday. <laughs> I did. Why are you guys looking at me like he, that? I had a moment under the table. What? Bro, what 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 am I what am I supposed to do with that? What's an erection? Yeah, yeah. like I'm like, so, what dude, am I supposed that to Shake say Shack about chicken that, sandwich. Why are you ripping Shake Just Shack? Just take a dice of I, I don't Just understand relax. it. Kay Nuren says olive oil is good for your heart and body. I don't hate olive oil. I hate olives. Yeah. You know. Giggity says Jake's food take can't be taken seriously. He's a flask guy. <laughs> That was well done. That was really well done. That was well done. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Very well done. absolutely amazing. Who said that? Uh, Giggity. Yeah, well done, Giggity. Giggity, you the dude, man. Yeah, well done, sir. Look at that poll. That's amazing. That was well done. Football at 50, 10 in the hour. Every hour, we bring you the biggest headlines in football from college and professional football. Um, Last night was tough. I didn't sleep well. Um you know, and you know, I know we touched on it earlier in the week. Affected about this situation. You know, it's really tough to break. Th- and I don't know that I should bring this up on the show. Um, Here's where the conversation gets difficult. Giselle and Tom are separated. What? Giselle Boonstein, hey baby, uh, and Tom Brady are separated. <laughs> Now, Giselle and I, you know, she confides in me and, you know, um, anyway, Giselle and Tom, uh, you know, Giselle Boonstein and Tom Brady are separated. Kind of crazy. This is an interesting story to me in that, allegedly, they are separated because Giselle wants Tom to retire today. And Tom Brady will not retire. He is Having playing. Having fun is the name of the game. He's playing this season. Yeah. So, of course, Giselle went to a magazine and did an interview where she said, well, you know, Tom has to have his joy as well. So, it annoys me that Giselle Bunchton's like, oh, well, you know, he should retire. Oh, you don't want to retire? Okay, we're over. We're done. 
Like, I hate ultimatums. Ultimatums are not how you have good marriages, mm -hmm. right? Like, how many people get to do what Tommy is doing right now? Tommy. Well, how many people are billionaires? A. Yeah. B, how many guys are the best quarterback that's ever done it? C, how good is your life that you two have been able to create together and you're just pissed off because you want him to be around a little more? The guy's got another 50 years to live. I think he'll be around. Well, and I, I you know, I guess the question here is... Um, I, I look at I look at the comment made by Tanner Plummer about Lisa Wilson, and I have to ask: Giselle Bunchton or Lisa Wilson? Stop! This isn't even a conversation. Are right, you're not, this isn't what? you're not serious with this? I'm not at all. I think Giselle's smoking. <laughs> but I think that she's high maintenance, and I think part of the problem is that when you're when you're high maintenance. Mm -hmm. And when I say high maintenance, she is very demanding. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the issue is, is that we have this, this thing in marriage where I want it. And if I don't get it, the end of the world, mm -hmm. the it's really unfair. best marriages are built on compromise. I just don't see how in any way, shape or form you can say to Tom Brady, you're retiring or we're, we're splitting up. Yeah. Which is apparently what Giselle's bunched in. It's Giselle's Bunchton. Jizzy. Nick's Chubb. Jizzy, as I call her, getting jizzy with it. Jizzy <laughs> Bunchton. Um, like apparently what Jizzy Bunchton wants is for him to quit. And he didn't quit, so she yeah, moved no, that's out. Not gonna happen. And I think it's complete BS. Yeah, I think it's garbage. I think that I, I think that it lacks complete perspective and appreciation for what Tom's been able to do. And and who the hell knows? I mean, maybe Tom did that to her behind the scenes and no one's ever going to know about it. I don't know. But I just think that Tom Brady is a legend, man. And I think that I don't, I, frankly, I don't blame him for wanting to pursue greatness. Honestly, I don't. Uh, this is all on Jizzy, in my opinion. Like, okay, this I, is I, I can't, no. What? The, the Jizzy nickname is too much for me. I can't keep a straight <laughs> face while you're referring to Giselle's bunched in as Jizzy. Yeah. Okay. So I appreciate that you've taken up the possessive of her name. Yeah. Giselle's bunched Right. Yeah. Um, but Giselle's bunched in is, I just think it's unfair what, what her bunched in is asking How him to do. do you think I, I like, am? <laughs> I'm an idiot. Anyway, the point is, um, I just think what, what Giselle is asking him to do is unfair. It is unfair. Completely. I do. I 100% agree. Now, having said that, I was also really troubled last night. Mm -hmm. My guy, Justin Haber. Mm-hmm. He's got a rib injury, mm -hmm. and I love Justin Herbert. I think he is one of the best young quarterbacks. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in football, period. Uh, yeah, agreed. And I think that rib injury is a big deal. He fell on a dude's helmet right under where the pad stops <coughs> and apparently has injured his ribs. Couldn't throw a football, then comes back the next snap and throws a dime down the hash. Yeah. And then throws a touchdown. Well, you know how the rib injuries are, though. You've had a rib injury oh, in your yes. life. Like it, it, it's it's it depends on the severity, and obviously, it looked incredibly painful based on you know what what we saw on the field. And I think that you know rib injuries tend to be that type of injury where certain movements hurt more than others. So clearly, when he was running and asking more out of his his midsection where the injury occurred, that was a problem. But when he was in the pocket and could really use his legs. He could still throw it. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't think he's going to miss time. I think that when you look at what 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 uh, Staley said after the game, like he's not going to miss time and he believes that he'll be fine. But just I, I even though they lost the game, I still think it, it's just a, a, a ballsy performance out of out of Herbert.
Yeah, and I, I think when you look at the when you look at what uh, Justin Herbert did last night, the interception's not his fault. This was a big rage on uh, Twitter last night. That pick six is not his fault. No, it's not. And I think when you look at the when you look at the implications of that game, they're zero and two now. What do and you think of this guy asking out and them not and then not subbing? I think it's perfect. You should not have let him come out of the game. But you can't throw him the football. Yeah. I mean, he is clearly gassed. The issue is, if Everett comes out of the game for, for San Diego, who plays in L.A. at the Rams Stadium Chargers, um, it means that Kansas City gets a substitute, and you add Kansas City on their back foot. Yeah. If that ball is thrown anywhere else, it's probably a touchdown. Yep. It was a mistake by, by Herbert to throw the football to Everett. But it also seemed like he didn't really have um, anywhere else to go. I, I don't know. Was there well, – Was there? it appeared to me the play was called for Everett. It, that's yeah. what it looked like because yeah. he turned and threw the ball there. Yeah. So I can only imagine that that was a play call yeah. for him, but it is what it is. A frustrating um, way to lose a football game. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Colton Bitten says football at 50 has been two hours of BYU football. <coughs> well, football at 50 is a segment that's designed, one, uh, to talk about other headlines. So that's what we do is we talk about Jizzy and Tom, mm -hmm. Tommy. And we talk about Justin Haybear's ribs. And by the way, what yes. would you want us to talk about? Because we're going to get to Utah, guaranteed. Yeah. I like, mean, we talk football all the time. It's, yeah. it's headlines in football. People get, it's funny to me that people get a little salty that we talk a lot of BYU, even though BYU right now is, in my opinion, the best team in the state. Like, they've yeah. earned it. Oh, I don't think it's close. Uh, all right, your comments. Wait, let's let's get a few of you in uh, on Giselle Bunchton and Tom Brady um, being separated. Tanner Plummer says, uh, wait, what? This is a joke? Uh, no, it's not a joke. He says this can't be true. No, it's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, Eric C. says, God is a woman. Don't let this text trick you. I don't disagree. Okay. Uh, Renee Roca says, uh, she's never been told no in her life. She married the goat, Giselle Bunchton. I don't disagree with that. Justin Solace, what's up? Justin, good to see you, bud. He says, the guy is going to play one more year and will have the rest of his life to spend with G with family. Giselle is being ridiculous. Yeah. yeah next question. Don't disagree with that. Uh, Josh Lovern says, didn't she give up prime years of her career for TB12? I'm sure she did. But she still has a massive brand and she makes more money than Tom Brady does. So it's not a money thing. Yeah. Uh, M. Morris says, she's worried too many injuries on the O-line. Don't disagree with that. Tanner says, yeah, I don't understand the football at 50 thing either, Colton Bitten. What don't, don't you understand? This is not difficult to understand. No. Hullabilly says, uh, we can call her jizz. Yes, we can. Uh, Jeff uh, Johnson says, start a tip fund to paint the back wall behind you darker. You guys will look a lot better on a screen with a darker background. I'll contribute. Paint something sir, cool. Sir. You have no idea. You have no idea. You have no what's idea. What's happening. And, and trust me when I say... <laughs> We're doing more than painting a back wall. Yeah, trust me. It's coming. Uh, new new MI Jazz fan. Good morning. What's up, bud? Says, this is all Zach Wilson's fault. Isn't it always? It is, yeah. Uh, Lokeman says, uh, get jizzy with it. See, people like me calling her jizzy. Okay, can you break down why jizzy's the nickname? Because her name's Giselle. Work with me. Okay. Giselle, jizzy. So, so we think that jizzy's a good short for Giselle. Okay. Yeah, What okay. else would I, why else would I call her jizzy? I don't know. Uh, I <laughs> what I'm pumped you know um <laughs> Marcus <laughs> says where do I send her my phone number too late too late you, you can't it's not happening um Sean Mirzinski says we need a new quarterback Tanner says Giselle is gonna get with Zach Wilson now well she's old enough where apparently. is A.A. Ron right now you know 
Um, you know, Mahomes is the goat. Renee Roca says, yep. "Stop, clutch." No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, Josh Levern says Justin Herbert looking like Brett Favre more and more. What their thumbs are similar, um, or they you know illegally build you know facilities with bad money. You know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Let's see. Um, Tanner Plummer says, so Matt, what is it with your QBs and flowing hair? Brady Quinn, Justin Herbert, and you like Trevor Lawrence too. No, Trevor Lawrence has a huge forehead. He's never been a Trevor Lawrence guy. I don't know where you're yeah, I don't know at. where you got that. And I've never really been a Brady Quinn fan. Although yeah. Brady Quinn and I hung out at the Super Bowl many years ago. Yeah. You know, but I think they're in trouble. I do. Pro, uh, Provo Cougar fan says, Utah is a very good school and a great foot, football team. Many of their fans are just obnoxious, like a mini Texas you have to take the bad with the good. Utah should join the Big 12. Agreed. I think Utah fans are great. I don't think Utah fans are obnoxious. Are, I mean, it's a are, matter of opinion, bro. Are Ute fans any more obnoxious than BYU fans no. can be? I mean, you, you, you're two of the best football teams in the country. Yeah. I mean, I would probably be obnoxious as well, but Notre Dame sucks. <laughs> so how am I supposed to do that? Well, they don't have Manti, so, you, you know. know. You know, Tanner's trying to backtrack on ripping Mrs. Monty now. Okay. Sa side note. The the uh, Mrs. Monty comment was a joke, hence the JK. I'm trying not to stir the pot anymore. Well, it's not about what you try to do. You either are or you're not. You know what I mean? Where'd you get that line from? I don't know. Uh, no Brett one's Burnett ever says, said that to me. Utah could join the Big 12, but with the playoff expansion, we may not see things. Uh, we may see things slow down expansion-wise. So I don't think there's any doubt. I don't think there's any doubt that the expansion absolutely um, means that you should probably order pizza from Papa Murphy's. Mm -hmm. No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. We go all in on quality. All in on craft. And on the Triple Pep Pizza, we go all in on pepperoni. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with a limited-time Triple Pep Pizza. Topped with three types of pepperoni for just $11.99. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Absolutely change the way you pizza. Papa Murphy's. Download the app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off uh, your order of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. The Monty Show is presented by the advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the state of Utah. The Advocates. Check them out online right now. You can chat for free. Your consultation's free. Your chat's free. UtahAdvocates.com. Talking BYU and Utah. Let's switch gears a little bit and uh, get into Utah and San Diego State. This is a big, big football game, and the Utes are a huge favorite in this game. It's a 21-point number. Mm -hmm. Surprised by this? No. Like, you're no, not surprised, I'm not by, surprised this. by this. I think that the expectation is Utah is going to dominate this team, and I think they will dominate this team. I think that Utah has had an interesting path so far, where, and this is kind of what we were getting at with Oregon, where, you know, Utah loses to Florida, and Florida goes out and loses to Kentucky. So now everyone assumes and agrees that, you know, Utah should have beat Florida. And then you go out and play a nobody, and you dominate them with a 73 point performance. And now it's week three. And now you get San Diego State, and this is definitely San Diego State's game of the year on their schedule. And people are like, uh-oh, like, is this a trap uh -oh. game for Utah? Is this going to be a problem? Is this, 
you know, what what are we what are we looking at? And and to me, anybody who knows this Utah program knows a couple of things. Number one, you're really stout uh on the lines, both offensively and defensively. You should have no problem pushing San Diego State around. Um, I think that what people question right now is Utah's ability to pass the football, and that's what I think you have to pay attention to in this game. Um, you know, does Vele come alive? You know, is it gonna be the uh Kincaid and Keithy show once again? You know, what does it look like? And I think that for Utah, they should dominate this game. I really don't even think that this game should be that close. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they covered the 21-point number. Honestly, I wouldn't. Um, and furthermore, I think that I would love to see not only Vele get going, but Tavion Thomas get going as well because those are two guys that haven't quite hit their stride yet, obviously. And as Utah gets deeper into this schedule and you start playing Pac-12 opponents and, and you're starting to, you know, trek towards the USC game, you got to be good. You got to be ready to go. Everyone's got to be firing on all cylinders. So to me, I'm not surprised by the 21-point number. And frankly, I don't think anyone would be surprised if they covered that. So to me, I think it's I think it's a pretty good number. I'm curious what we get out of the Utah linebackers. Because if Utah's going to struggle in this game, and if they're going to have problems, it's going to be their defense. I'm not worried about the offense at all. I think Tavion's going to have a monster game. Um, I think that if you can get Devon Vele going, I mean, you know what you're getting on a Dalton Kincaid and Brant Keithy. I, I just don't even think there's a conversation to be had. The biggest question for me is, what is this Utah defense this year? That's a big, big question mark. I was so disappointed in the linebackers against Florida. Okay, I'm really going to write, write that off as it's one game. This is the game where things got to change. This is where you got to put your foot in the turf and, and go in a certain direction. And if if you're going to get big performances out of this front seven, mm -hmm. another guy I need to see a lot from, Van Filiger. Like, I, I need to see, like, because I the, the struggle for me and the notes that I, I took on, on this game is that, you know, guys like Diabate, um, you know, I, I, just, I just need more from the front seven. Mm -hmm. The second, this team hasn't given up. Do you understand that this is not a team, this secondary at Utah has not given up a passing touchdown yet? Yeah. They have not. This secondary is flipping amazing. This front seven has left a lot to be desired. And I think the difference in the Florida game was, was guys like Van Filiger not finishing. The linebackers not tackling. And it, it's got to change. You have got to find a way to build in aggressive finishing linebackers into this defense because it, in my opinion, it's a heartbeat of what is uh, of this defense, the mm -hmm. linebackers. And you, you're going to get in the backfield. You're going to have opportunities. It's a matter of do you cash or not. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the missed tackle thing against Florida was incredibly frustrating. And, and, and I... As much as I want to write that game off, I can't write off bad tackling technique. No. That's what I can't write off. I can kind of write off, you know, hey, you lost a tough game in Florida. Okay, I understand. But bad technique is not something I can write off because that's just coaching. That's just, hey, we know how to tackle. We, we're, we're not trying to tackle Anthony Richardson around the shoulders. We're trying to tackle him well. at the thighs and taking his legs out from him. And, and that... To me, I didn't see a lot of that, and and I don't I don't like the excuse of well it was you know it was humid and the jerseys were wet and there were some things that we missed or whatever like 
it this is Kyle Whittingham. This Utah program is a defense first program and it always will be under Kyle Whittingham. And I think that, you know, guys like Diabate have to be better. You you have to be you have to be disciplined in your technique to have success um in football. It's not like other sports where your talent can just overcome. That's not how it works in football as a defender. You have to know the angle. You have to know your your assignment. And then you got to go and execute on that assignment. So, yeah, missed tackles in the backfield and missed opportunities are not going to be good enough. That said, you should dominate this team. This should not be close. If you look at the history of linebackers, even the recent history of guys like Jared Norris, guys like Chase Hansen, guys like Cody Barton, yeah, um, guys like Stevenson Sylvester, Guys like Gianni Paul, who I think arguably, Gianni Paul might be the best linebacker in the history of Utah football. You look at all those names. Who is that guy on this on this team? That's what's got to be shown out this week because I got news for you. This has been historically a very close matchup. 17-13-1 um, is the all-time record with the Utes having a slight edge in this series. I mean, this has always been a real tester of a game. And I think this week, all the comments about the Utes looking for revenge, and I am not at all worried about revenge offensively. I'm worried about revenge in this defense. And I, I, I again, will caution people on making predictions or you know, surmising a demise out of Kyle Whittingham defenses because we've never seen that happen. Is this the year that this defense can't carry the load? Mm -hmm. Is this the year the defense can't carry the ball club? I have a hard time believing that there are not adjustments that you can make to make this defense better up front. Well, They're going to get there. Yeah, and I think the, the the fact of the matter is is that Utah has been spoiled with guys like Devin Lloyd for several years, as you were pointing out. And I think that, you know, when you have, you know, that caliber of athlete playing linebacker combined with that caliber of discipline and commitment to success at the position, you're going to come out with all American caliber players. You're going to come out with first round draft picks. Like that to me is what I'm waiting for. And I think that, that, yeah, the, the linebacker core, you're right. I think it's a great way to describe it. Like they are the heartbeat of the defense and it, and it's tough to watch Utah lose a game because they simply didn't tackle. Well, I don't yeah. care if it's week 10 or week one, like tackling is fundamental to football. These guys wouldn't be here playing middle linebacker at the University of Utah if they weren't elite tacklers. So to see them miss was really surprising because I felt like, if you remember, and you can go back and watch on the show, I remember saying about the Florida game, like, hey, this team, the offense is the concern, not the defense. And it was quite the opposite. Like, yes. the defense was the concern. So I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm concerned about them losing this game. There's no way... And in no scenario where they should, they should lose to San Diego State. And if they None. do, we're going to be having a very negative-ass conversation about Utah because their season will be over. You, you can't do it. It's just not who you've become. And it's not who you've ever been to lose games like this. I yeah. mean, you're, the game of the year for you is, again, October 8th, USC's in town. You have all that run-up to go and kick everybody's ass until that game's played. Yes. And I think San Diego State's coming in at one of the worst times possible. Y'all feel me? If you're an Aztec fan, I think you are going to get physically mauled in this game. And I, I think the 21-point number is not one that you should shy away from. I think the 21-point number is accurate. I think this defense is going to get healthy and figure it out. And, you know, hey, if you're going to miss a tackle, I get that. This defense has to be assignment sound. 
be in the right place at the right time, ready to perform. That's the biggest question for me. Looking at this Utah-San Diego State matchup, the number doesn't mean anything to me. This team is 21 points better than San Diego State, especially at Rice-Eccles Stadium. The biggest question is, how are you going to accomplish that? You need pick sixes. You need sack strip fumble recovery. That's the kind of football that this team needs to play to win. And if you are going to play up to USC and you're going to win the USC game, these linebackers will have to be a critical part of that. And these first two games, and really the Florida game is the only one you can measure by because SUU doesn't mean a thing. Mm -hmm. But in that Florida game, the defense wasn't good enough. The offense, the offense was plenty good enough. But Jake, the defense wasn't good enough against Florida. And I think that's what you have to watch here. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, when you talk about Utah and you, you talk about kind of the trajectory of their season, again, that SC game at Rice-Eccles is going to be huge because, again, if you come out and you dominate San Diego State and you do tackle well and, like, yep. you execute and, and you sort of just, like... I feel like this team just needs to get back on track. Like, I don't feel like putting up 70 against a nobody is getting back on track. I want to see this team dominate a quality program. In San Diego State, you know, with Snapdragon being built and everything that they have going, they're a quality program, you know? And and I think that 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 if you can handle this team, which you should, I, I, if is probably even the wrong word, you yeah. should dominate this team. Um you know, that would feel good for where Utah is is at. And so to me, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be specifically looking for Vele, Diabate, like the same names that, 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 that you know, Van Filger, absolutely. Like these same names, I'm going to be looking for these guys because those are the guys that ultimately define success and failure for Utah. And if they play well, Utah is going to win. If they don't play well, Utah is still going to win, but it's going to be tight. That's that's and that's the difference. How long do do these linebackers have to to step up? Cuz I, I think I, it's now. I yeah, think you I have to do I it now. I don't think you have time. I think you you like yesterday. Like how long do they have? Like week 1 against Florida is when I wanted you to to start making plays and and you know, punish Anthony Richardson and like take care of your assignment. I, I guess it just was surprising. And, and maybe this is the biggest tip of the cap to Kyle Whittingham that I could yeah. possibly give when, when it's week one, you're going on the road against the sec in the swamp, you know, against a difficult guy in Anthony Richardson, who frankly is very athletic and a difficult guy to cover. You had him. He didn't beat you. You beat yourself. And that to me is the biggest tip mm. in the cap because we have an expectation about Kyle Whittingham defenses. Like we expect these guys to make these plays regularly. So that's why I say I'm not worried about Utah losing this game. And if they lose this game, I'll be happy for you guys to say, I told you so, because that's going to be a negative, negative ass day for the Utah program. And I would assume 73 to seven last weekend, yeah. probably exercise some demons. Absolutely. Like who yeah, are we absolutely. kidding? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that game is meaningless. I think that this is you're you're coming off of a bye week scrimmage against Southern Utah University. Those days are over now. It doesn't mean anything. The game that should be feeling you is the, is that Florida game. And I look at what I look at what you have in front of you. It's all about the defense, man. So, by the way, when we compare Jaron Hall to Cam Rising. Mm -hmm. How much of a gap is there? Because I think Jaron's the best quarterback on the state. I don't. I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, I think the only gap is athleticism. I think Jaron's just an outright better athlete. That doesn't mean he's he's just this much better of a quarterback. But I think when you look at their games, like Cam is is a 
you know, a really good passer. Like he understands what the defense trying to do. He understands where his guy is going to be and how to manipulate things. Absolutely. I think Cam um, is not a statue in the pocket. Certainly he can run and he can do some things with his legs. But I think the difference is, is that the defense doesn't have to be as mindful or as worried about Cam rising running as they do with Jaron Hall, because Jaron has, it's like he has it in his back pocket. Like Jaron has not run as much as he did last year to this point, but it's there. It's present. As a defense, you have to know, okay, you know, linebackers, you can't turn your back to the play because if you do, Jaron Hall is going to burn you for 15 or 20 because there's just acres of field in front of him because you left that area. So that's why I say when we talk about who's a better quarterback, yeah, I think Jaron's probably the better overall quarterback, but that's not to say that Cam Rising somehow is not a good or even great quarterback because he is. And I would tell you, experience-wise, Cam is the better quarterback. He's been to a Rose Bowl. He's he's played through a ton of adversity. And by the way, he's been the healthier option. I would point that out. Like Jaron's missed significant time. So when earlier in the show, when everyone was like, hey, Zach Wilson, he's better than Zach Wilson, well... He's got to stay healthy, and he's got to do some winning first. He's got to get to a Rose Bowl-level bowl game first. I look at Cam Rising. I think this is an opportunity for him to show out again. San Diego State is not a good defense, and I think that they they can be had through the air, and that's why I continue to say Devon Vele is a huge part of the game plan tomorrow. I think he has to have a huge night. I think that you need a breakout performance from – wide receivers. And if you look at how San Diego State performed against Arizona, it was not pretty defensively. And with all due respect to Arizona, Arizona should not be dropping 300 yards of passing offense on you. Yeah. At, at, at any point in time, there is no way that you should allow Arizona to throw for 300 yards. It's yeah. just not something that you should do. San Diego State's got a lot of work to do defensively in the passing game. You need Cam Rising and Devon Vailey to have nights. Because again, not to be redundant, Brant Keithy and Dalton Kincaid, they're absolutely going to have games. Where's Devon Vailey? And maybe that's a conversation. Maybe along with the linebackers, is Devon Vailey the guy that we thought he was? Is he that take the top off the defense wide receiver that everybody thinks that he is? Because he hasn't shown that in any way, shape, or form. He's not shown that when he had three catches against Florida, that's not getting the job done. Yeah. And I think when you look at how effective Cam Rising's been, and you look at how effective Brant Keithy was against Florida, it's a matter of are you good enough or not. And I ha- I think Devon Melee is good enough, but he hasn't been to this point. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a huge question mark. All right, let's get some of your thoughts in here on uh, Utah. And again, Utah and San Diego State. But again, 21 points is a huge number to cover. Yeah, well, we said that about Utah. That's I'm sorry, sh- we said that about Alabama, Woo. and they steamrolled. Now it was Utah State, obviously, but, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Eric C. says, come on, Tanner, throw the Aztecs a bone. I don't think you can. Tanner says, will San Diego State, as Master Yoda once said, you will be. Listen, there is some question about how good San Diego State is. San Diego State Aztec is one of our best fans yeah. on this show. He says, hey, I heard fight song, fight on, on ye Aztec men, sons of Montezuma, we will again. Okay, that's all well and good. I just don't see any way that San Diego State comes to, comes, yeah. comes to Salt Lake City and wins. Yeah. 
No way. I, I just, I don't. Boyd Lake, you're exactly right. No way Whittingham lets Utah lose twice in a row to San Diego State. No way. Not a chance in the world. Joshua Blayrock Dixon says casuals. Mm-hmm. Hey, Josh, good to see you, man. Um, you know, I just, casual. I don't see any way it happens. Kyle J says Tavion needs to take care of the ball. No more fumbles. Well, I think that that goes without saying. Chris, uh, Chris E. Herbert says, I really like Justin Herbert's name because his last name's Herbert and Justin Herbert. <coughs> it's, you know. Um, Tanner Plummer says, Was Tavion the guy who fumbled against BYU last year? Doesn't, that was. Oh, what a loser. You know. Kay Nuren says, Utah should win out and go to the Rose Bowl where BYU will beat them. Uh, that would be great to see. That would be, but you got to beat USC. USC's, the, I'm telling you, I will just say this again. USC is the best offense in the country. The uh, Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman. I don't see how he doesn't. And their defense is just mediocre. Mm-hmm. Their defense is mediocre. And I maintain that they can come to Salt Lake City and win until these linebackers in this front seven show that they're going to do something different or something better. Yeah. That's the that's the biggest question. I mean, I am I'll be really interested to see how that goes. Uh M Morris says, imagine if Colin Kaepernick went to San Diego State with that fight song. He may still be playing. How does Colin Kaepernick find his way into this show every day? I have no idea. Uh, let's see. CKS says talk of Utah and Oregon has been put on hold because nobody yet knows what kind of teams they are. Utes were awful defensively at Florida. They just didn't tackle. They weren't actually awful. They just didn't tackle. Yeah. Straight up that. I mean that if they, if in the first quarter they make three tackles for loss, Utah wins the game by 17 points, 17 points. Anthony Richardson was mediocre in that game and he's been less than that since. Yep. They, they, they should, they should have won that game going away. Going away. Talking with Raphael Podcast. On PBS Radio. NPR. Uh, it says, super excited for tomorrow. Hope to see you there. Let's go. Uh, looking forward to that. Neville93 says, what What do you think about Utah Jazz new rookie that we have from Kansas? We'll talk, uh, we'll talk Jazz coming up at 9 o'clock. We'll tell you all about it. Tanner Plummer says, logistically speaking, can BYU go to the Rose Bowl this year? I don't think so. But Bryce you get Young. my point. You you get my point. It'd be not, great to see it. I'm not saying. Look, I'm not sitting here saying that it's the Rose Bowl proper. I'm saying you got to get to a Rose Bowl esque bowl game, caliber like a, game, like a big, big New York New Year's Six, like you know, legit bowl game. I that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Bear Laker says, as a lifelong BYU fan, I truly hate all the New York NY6 playoff talk. We've played two freaking games, but that's the life you live as an independent. As an independent, yeah. That's the life you live. Yep. And I think with this schedule, you should be talking about it. Tomorrow is the biggest game of the year to date because you've won your first two, and this is the one in front of you. And every week as an independent, Wyoming, Utah State, Notre Dame, those are your three biggest games of the year every single week. It's your game of the year. You cannot have, you can't have a Coastal Carolina moment because if you do, your season ends. Hey, congratulations. Enjoy the Danny's Wood Chipper Manufacturing Company Bowl. Donnie, please. Just is what it is. It is what it be. Uh, San Diego State Aztec says there's always a chance. Yes, there is. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is. And, and hey, listen, I think, I think that San Diego State 
Obviously, Utah and San Diego State have played a lot of close games. 17-13-1 is the history of this rivalry, and it's just a matter of does Utah – let's be honest. If Utah executes defensively, this game's a, probably a 35-point game. It's not close. It's not close. It, it, this should not be – this should be that 21-point spread. Yes. This should be – if, if Utah executes, this should be 38-17. That, I mean, easy. That That's what this should be. 38-17 is not an unrealistic score, right? I mean, if, if you throw the ball, they're going to score in the 50s on San Diego State. Yeah. If Devon Bailey shows up, they're going to score in the 50s on San Diego State. If Tavion Thomas shows up, they're going to score in the 50s. Like, this should be, where, with where San Diego State is as a program right now, this should be uh, along the lines of, of Southern Utah. That kind of game where you just pound them. Yeah. That's what this should be. Will it be? That's a very different question. Just so you can go to pound town. That's a that's a very different question. I mean, you're a 21-point home favorite. You're 14th in the country. And I think you're lucky to be 14th in the country. Yeah. You're 14th. You need this win. You win this game. Convincingly, you have a chance to get back into the top 10. Could, be, could BYU and Utah both be top 10 this week? Probably not. Probably not. Depends how they win or if they win, I guess, for BYU. You know? And I do think it's a revenge game. I absolutely think this is a revenge game. There's no doubt about it. I And I I don't think there's any question that BYU has more on the line tomorrow. Yeah. But this is a big game for Utah. Don't undersell this. Don't write this off. Don't... Every... If you are a Utah fan, you should be going to this game tomorrow. Yes. They're going to need you. They're going to they're gonna need you. Rant says, um, Burmeister is a mobile, nah, San Diego State covers. I like the over. Yeah. Does San Diego State, if San Diego State covers, I'd be shocked. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be. I just be, don't see it. I don't see the quality. I don't see the. How? The, 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 you know, the physicality. I, I, I just don't know. You know, again, I. I don't know, man. Yeah, 21 is a big number, but I, I just think that this should be an ass-kicking, bro. This should be, like, domination. This should be moving the ball up and down the field. Like, your punter should have a light day tomorrow, you know? Like, that's what this, this game should be. Yeah. 48 is the number. If this doesn't go over, Utah's in trouble. Yeah, this should go well over. If this, does, if this game's not in the 60s, Utah's in trouble. Plain and simple. I mean, if you're think about it this way, the Utes are a 21 point favorite and they've set the number at 48. So if you win by 21, you're not winning 21, nothing. I think there's a belief that this is going to be a lower scoring game. And if it's a lower scoring game, I don't think BYU covers. If this goes under BYU will not, or excuse me, Utah will not cover. If this goes under, Utah will not cover. This has to... Mm, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, Brett Burnett says, just win even if they are if they give us a heart attack, those kickers. Truth. Uh, CKS says, BYU and Utah, success of failure this year, success or failure this year has nothing to do with each other, which sucks, by the way. Yeah, I hate it. I still maintain it sucks. Dale Donuts uh, says, BYU wins 35-17. Stop. It, it, that would be yeah, I don't know shocking. About that. that would be shocking. 
and we'll make our picks. We'll make our picks. The coming thirty, up. the thirty-five points is not is not what I scoff at. I scoff at the the spread. The you know the thirty-five to twenty. What did he say? Twenty-seven. Thirty-five seventeen. Oh, thirty-five. Yeah, that's. I just don't see that, bro. Thirty-five. Oregon's better than that. Seventeen. Well, hey, if you're somebody who likes to, uh, you know, play the markets, go to trydaytrading.com/monty and learn about day trading. We talk a lot of stocks on this show. We talk a lot of finance on this show. You guys will remember my emotional roller coaster with AMC and GameStop. That really got me into day trading. I'm a huge fan of it. Um, and try day trading. They can make you one of the best day traders in the country, man. And the best part is you don't trade your money. You trade their money. That's the best part at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Now, listen, you know that we're big on local businesses. Trydaytrading.com is in Lehigh. They're a local company. Ryan and those guys have been in business for well over a decade and they're located in Lehigh. You go to their headquarters, you interact with them. It's a local company trying to help you get out of your nine to five. And I think this is a big thing. And Jake and I have talked about this a lot. Side hustling, getting out of your nine to five. Mm -hmm. There's no better side hustle than the, the, the stock market. And being a day trader is absolutely a career level move. Go check it out. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Register for their free webinar. It's the, it's the best way to figure out Hey, is day trading for me? Because I'm I'm telling you, if you have questions about, oh, I don't know anything about stocks. What do I know? I can't day trade. Yes, you can. Trust me when I say, it doesn't matter what you do now. If you're a UPS driver, if you are a landscaper, if you are a lawyer, you can absolutely day trade and do it at a very high level. And the way that their program at trydaytrading.com slash Monty works you go and register for their free webinar. There's no obligation. There's no commitment, nothing. Watch the webinar, take part in it, and see how it makes you feel. Are you excited after watching the webinar? Great. Continue with the process. You're not? You don't feel like it's for you? Okay, cool. Thanks for watching the webinar. Everything's cool. Go on yeah. about your life. That's the best part about TridayTrading.com is there's not some obligation. There's not some heavy. You're not risking your money because the way the program works at Triday Trading is you watch the webinar, you, you you get in the program, you get unbelievable education, you get very high-level coaching. The last step in their process is they give you money to trade. You trade with TridayTrading.com's money. And if you lose all that money, okay, great. No loss for you, right? But if you, if you make money, if you profit from your day trading with their money, they split it with you 50-50. That's the best part about it. You have really no risk of your own finances here. So go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Get out of your nine to five grind. By the way, how do you like working for yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's been great. I, I think that it's, it's obviously, as you guys have seen, we've added a lot of partners on the show and we've really tried to be intentional about making those partners local businesses. I mean, I, I'm obviously, you guys, you know, for those of you who are long times, know the story about when we bought our smoker. We were standing at Home Depot about to buy it, and I was like, no, I'm good. I, I want to go to a local business, and that's kind of how the barbecue pit stop thing started. And and so we've just sort of kept that, that you know, feel going. And, yeah, so it's been great to create these partnerships where, you know, obviously, you know, the show is benefiting. We're able to do some things we weren't able to do before because of these partnerships, but also the businesses are partnering. I mean, you guys, you know, and you'll probably hear more about it at the event tomorrow if you go, but – 
barbecue pit stop has exploded like Triday trading is already seeing results like the the way you guys support us is is huge so i like obviously it's been great to be able to do the show full time and and it's not really like when we made the leap but when we left our nine to five it wasn't really this money play it was more of a risk to leave the nine to five to do this than it was uh, a benefit at the time and that's what i think we get stuck on as people like hey can i actually leave the paycheck the guaranteed money even though it's less you know, for something that maybe isn't guaranteed, but could be exponentially more, and I get my time yes. back. That's the struggle. So and I have loved working for myself, but the reason Triday is so great is because it is that that bridge, and there's no risk to you just to go and get the information. Like he was just saying, we're not asking you to pay money to to do the program. What we're asking you to do is go to the link that you see and and check it out. Just do your homework on it, and if it's not for you, that's fine. But for the five or maybe 25 or how many of you end up doing it, that is all that matters. For those of you who are really pursuing it, that we want you to, to use this because it works. Yep. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Um, stop grinding on your nine to five. Work for yourself. Be self-employed. Be self-sufficient. The reward in that is massive. Triday Trading can get you there because tri trading, and if you look at their success stories, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty is where you go to get that information. The Monty Show, Truth in Salt Lake Sports Talk as we get you ready for a big weekend in football at 8.30, the biggest stories in sports. We all wait patiently to find out if uh, Puka Nakua and Gunnar Romney will play in Eugene at Autzen Stadium, Oregon, and BYU. Do not forget, we are doing a watch party for this game at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. We've been telling you for six weeks, go to all the different barbecue pit stops, fill out a slip, and then come and watch the game with us. Well, now it's time to do just that. Come out to Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh tomorrow. Watch the game, and let's watch BYU and Oregon go head-to-head. -head. We're going to have Papa Murphy's Pizza there. We're going to have Don's Meats is giving us a ton of wings including flats. I actually made, he doesn't know this, the deal is only flats. There will be no drums. There will be drums. There will be. There yes, are men. There we eat drums. We don't eat flats. <laughs> um, so it is going to be a great time. Starting at noon tomorrow, show up at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. Super easy to get to right off the 15 freeway in Lehigh. Show up. Watch the show. If you got something good to say, get on the show. We'll have an extra fan mic for you. We'll put you on the show. It's going to be a great time. And then we're going to watch the game. Kickoff is at 1.30 at halftime of BYU and Oregon. We're going to draw the winner for the BYU-Notre Dame driveaway to say BYU in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium taking on Notre Dame. We'll give you two nights at the Palms Casino Resort, a $250 gas card to get you there. And of course, duh, we're going to give you two tickets to the game to see BYU take on Notre Dame on October 8th. It's amazing. It's tomorrow at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. But really, go to any of their locations. It's such a, they're such good dudes there as we yes. talk about local businesses. The guys at Barbecue Pit Stop are flipping amazing. If you're a griller, if you're a smoker from pellets, seasons, rubs, sauces, equipment, they've got it all at Barbecue Pit Stop noon. Tomorrow, barbecue pit stop in Lehigh. We will be doing our football Saturday show, and then we'll all be watching BYU and Oregon together at barbecue pit stop. Let's get some of your thoughts in here. 
Provo uh, Cougar fan gives us a $5 tip. Appreciate you, Thank Provo you. Cougar fan. Thank you. I appreciate fan. you. Thank you. Uh, he said records show 95% end up losing money in J trading, but I guess that's better odds than Vegas. Well, the difference at TridayTrading.com, by the way, is that they actually coach you and teach you yeah, I how think to the, make money. The 95% stat is like you have to understand that a lot of people just go into day trading because they hear it works, but they don't have any education or like foundation. And that, again, we're not, it's super important to me that you guys understand the try day trading thing. The, the, the essence of it is not, hey, try to go and day trade and just sort of go on a whim and and hopefully it works. That's not what Triday's program is. What no. Triday is saying is, hey, go to the go, you know, TridayTrading.com slash Monty, use our link, and the link takes you to this video where you can start getting information. And it's really awesome. And again, the important thing here is it's not a guessing game. It's not like like yes, day trading on some level is risk evaluation. The yes, that's true. But your risk evaluation gets better when you understand what you're actually looking at. And when you you're using education. algorithms yes. and information and to make Tri decisions. And has all of that for you. So what they're essentially trying to do is they want you to take their course and be in person. If you'd like to be in person, you can do that. They have actual classes and everything. It's a great in thing. In Lehigh. In Lehigh. And then what you're able to do is use their money to trade while you learn and get your feet under you. Yes. And if you are are profitable, they split that profit with you. So literally, that's why we're saying this isn't a gimmick. It is literally take the course, get your education, and then use their money until you feel confident enough to start using your own money. It's brilliant. Yep, I agree. Uh, Brett Burnett says, regardless, be smart and use cash and avoid leverage on or margin so you can avoid those bots in Brandon. That means federal taxes. Right, saying right. I love day trading. I've gotten really into it. I am a huge fan of the stock market, and I just keep going back to GE. And then any as low as the market is, I'm still making my money on GE. I'm telling you. Uh, Edward uh, Looney says, if Utah doesn't make a New Year's Six Bowl game, they won't play BYU. Yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see BYU and Utah in a game of consequence. Yeah, that that much is very clear. I would love to see those two go head to head in a game of consequence. Because to me, that's really, for my money anyway, that really is what football in Utah is all about. The Why Holy War, game. BYU and Utah. That's what football in this state yes. is about. I think. Um, hey, coming up in 12 minutes, football at 50% by Papa Murphy's. Don't forget, we'll have uh, a bunch of NFL picks for you. Uh, we'll have our locks coming up at, at 9. We'll do we'll pick the BYU-Utah game, uh, both of those games for you. Then we'll have some NFL locks for you as well as the Bears are going up to Green Bay to kick the crap out of the Packers. <laughs> Aaron's going to need some more ayahuasca. I think the hardest game to pick this weekend in the NFL is Tampa and New Orleans. I think that is one of the most difficult picks because New Orleans owns Tommy. Tommy. Mm -hmm. And he's having marital problems now, which is terrible. Uh, Rant <laughs> says Sooners will be in the playoffs over both Utah schools. We'll okay, see. could be. Absolutely could be. You know, but hey, we'll see. Um, let's see. Brant says, uh, Brent says Edward, right, but both need to win first so they can meet. True. Um, let's see. M. Morris, let's talk about sponsors and promote the other ones in the chat. Come on, people. It's okay. Promote who you want to promote. It's all good. Kane Uren says, BYU wins the field goal at, at the end. Utah scores 21 in the first. Mm. Okay. I think there's no way to slice it. BYU and Oregon is going to be a, a fight. B I think 
35-17 would be an amazing result. I just don't see how that happens. I don't. I mean, most college football teams will fall off the bus with 21 points on the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're, if you're an offensive any note, you're going to score 21 points. Now, Oregon didn't do that against Georgia. We saw that. But I don't think there's any question that Oregon's a capable offense. The question for me is, how good is Oregon defensively? And and does Puka Nakua play? If Puka Nakua plays, they score 30 points. The minimum bar for BYU to win this game is 28 points. They have to score 28 points to win this game. That's the minimum, yeah. in my opinion. Because I think Bo Nix is going to have some moments in this game. Yeah, I think the the thing is, so to me, and we're doing locks at nine, and you know we'll we'll officially give them to you. But to me, I, I wouldn't be surprised with a you know a thirty point performance out of BYU in this game. I, I think the question it really comes down to possession time. I mean, it, you know, to score thirty points in any game, you got to be able to possess the football for long amounts of time. Yeah. So this stuff with like USF, where you came out and had this game breaking play, and like had some quick points early. I don't think you're going to get that opportunity against Oregon. I think this is much more of a traditional X's and O's. You have to execute or you're not going to score type game, you know? And I think that that's the tough part when I think about scores is, is for BYU, you know, this is a, uh, this is a legit opponent. This is a not easy, not that Baylor wasn't obviously, you know, the Baylor performance again was incredible, but, you know, we have to see how BYU matches up in this Oregon game because I, I, I do think BYU is capable of throwing up like 35 points, but that's going to take some high-level execution to get 20, that done. 28 is the minimum. I'm telling you, 28 yeah. is the minimum. Add their hair. Oh, my guy. My there guy. Go. go drums. Ha-ha, I don't love flats. Jake? Jake uh, is, I've always uh, stood on my innocence. Jake is a hundo P of flats guy. And it's disgusting. I mean, it, it's just, it's so Donnie, disappointing please. that somebody that, that is of my seed likes flats. Stop disrespecting me, bro. I well, mean, it's really your fault. Like, I, I don't even know why this is a reflection well, of me. I mean, very clearly, like, I'm a terrible your parent. Fault. I like, don't know how I allowed you to expose yourself to flats. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah. It's don't, terrible. You shouldn't be exposing yourself out of it. It's against the law in most states. Um, you know, Brent Burnett says Jazz want picks and Lakers being cheap, but talks keep going on and on and on. We'll see. We'll talk some jazz next hour as well. Uh, let's see. Provo Cougar fan says, Great show. You guys rock today. Appreciate you, man. Uh A32, A321 Neo. Really? Really? We already have someone with that name. Really? So is this you? Okay, so we flew the Airbus A321. You guys Neo. are literally incredible. That is impressive. I don't know how somebody has already named themselves after the aircraft. Because <laughs> I tweeted about this less than 24 hours ago. The new Delta long-haul plane is an Airbus A321 Neo, and it sucks. Sucks. We Hi, Mrs. Monty. We got the second-ever flight on this plane. The first flight was Seattle to Maui. They turned around and flew Maui to Seattle, which we were on. The second flight ever in first class. And it's one of the most uncomfortable first class seats I've ever sat in. Mm -hmm. I was in the front row. There's zero leg room in that front row. The seat does not really recline at all. There's no way to sleep. It's a five-hour flight and your Wi-Fi doesn't work. And it's overnight. How? The red eye. The 
and the there was hardly any padding in the seat, right? We read yes. about it. And we were like, oh, memory foam seat. Oh, delightful. Oh, this sounds magical. No. No, no, no. No, no, nothing. It was like my office chair for six hours, and they didn't have all of the amenities. They didn't have a curtain to cover the galley, so I had a super bright light shining in my face for the first two hours of the flight. I had to get up and ask him, like, hey, are you going to shut that off at all? Um, It was terrible. There's no separation between first class and the galley. Super noisy, right in your face, no curtain to close it off. Yeah, jolted me awake class, like four times. Like, sucks. Yeah. Sucks, sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. It was absolutely an unenjoyable flight. And I love Delta. I'm pretty Delta loyal. Um, I love Delta. This was one of the most uncomfortable experiences. And I can't remember who said it. Somebody said, was it Kanai Johnson? Uh, yeah, Kanai Johnson said you should have just went coach and got the same experience. I'm not even joking. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, for real. I, I'm not even the seat. It was that seat where you sat in it for five minutes and your ass is killing me. Yeah, like you're you're trying to like sit on one side of your butt. And, and the, the problem other, is, like, is, it's is terrible. You're not in the mood because it's a red eye, bro. I need a comfortable seat that I can at least get some semblance of sleep in. Like we we get off Brutal. this plane in Seattle and we go into the lounge. And I'm just, I, I am like zombie mode, like full on, like not here for it. Exhausted. Like just exhausted. And it just, it's just so frustrating because I've done right. Like last year when we went to Maui, I did a, the same red eye coming home, stayed in Seattle, like had an hour layover. It's totally fine. Easy to overcome the red eye thing. You know, again, if you can sleep, which I did last year, fine. I got like five good hours of sleep. And I was fine. But no coincidence, by the way, what happened on the flight from Seattle to Salt Lake City? Passed out. It was a Boeing. Yes. The seat was far more comfortable. I'm not an Airbus guy. I and love it, Boeing. Yeah, I agree. And the seat Boeing was guy. far more comfortable. I slept for 90 minutes of greatness. I woke up when the little bing. <laughs> We've begun our descent into Salt Lake City. We've begun our initial descent. Please yeah, like put your seat backs upright. That's when I woke up and I looked over at my wife. She had just woken up as well. We all slept great on that flight. Yeah. I, I am not an Airbus guy. No. So, and I will look to avoid that plane. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And it, they should price those front seats in first class for less. Yes. Yep. They are Because there's just horrible. not a lot of room. Yeah. yeah. So A321neo says, I hope tomorrow goes well. I'm worried Monty will freak out when he realizes there are only flats. That would not be good. Cash Money says uh, BYU beats the Ducks uh, 31-21. Okay, coming up in 14 minutes. We'll give you our lock on that. Um, Edward Looney says Loretto House in Denton, Texas um, for pregnancy support and resources. Okay. Okay. Thanks. All right, appreciate that. That's cool. Uh, Brent Burnett says want less ads. We have to donate more. Well, you could. You could, but... I mean, we don't, I mean, what do we have? Four, four advertising partners on our show, I think. You know, you look at guys like Dever Davis, you know, you look at Barbecue Pit Stop, um, you know, Tri-Day Trading, like all of the guys, the advocates, obviously, um, all those guys support this show. They make what we do possible and wait until I tell you. Wait until we show you what we are doing. Coming up here in, in 10, 20 days. I Just, know we've been teasing it a long time. It's been ta- it's take it takes time. Rome was not built overnight, but it's coming. Wait. 
Rome was not built overnight. The line for that one is going to be huge. Uh, let's see. Michael Peck says this is a huge game for Oregon. It's going to be a tough task for BYU to go to Autzen and come out with a win. Uh, we'll see. I don't not, know. Not sold out, mainly because school is not in session. So I think B, that's edge BYU. Yep. Uh, Provo Cougar fan says 32 days until the Jazz season begins. Yep. Cash Money says BYU defense is too good. Go Thule. Max Thule's playing at a very Stud. high level. Very high level. I, I saw one person tweet at me yesterday who said he's the best BYU linebacker since Fred Warner. I like it. I like that comparison a lot. Tomorrow's a game where guys like Fred Warner pl- showed out. So let's see. Let's see. Cash Money also says, after Notre Dame's game against Marshall, I think BYU should win easily. Well, I never use the word easily after win in college football. Yeah. Because um, it's very, very, very difficult. Uh, New York Jazz fan says, I think you guys need to give a quick rundown of your wing recipe for those of us uh, who have smokers and cannot make it uh, to Utah tomorrow. Very oh, easy wing yeah. recipe. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, you go to a place, go to a butcher shop, go to somewhere like Don's Meats. Um, get yourself drums. Yeah, and local business. Drum, drumettes. Drumettes. Not big drums, drumettes. Get yourself drumettes. Wa- I wash them. Put them in a bowl, and then you take the 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 seasoning of choice. If you want them spicy, use a spicy season. I'm a Kinder Spice guy. I like Kinder a lot. Um, I like like we've been we're out of it now. We have not been able to find it again. Mm-hmm. Good old Chris Carn says they don't carry it anymore. We'll find out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but use your seasoning of choice. So put all your wings in the bowl. Put all your seasoning in there. Use your hands. Mix them up. Mix it up. Make sure that each drumette is well coated in seasoning, right? Then take those wings and put them on a already hot smoker. So preheat that smoker. I'm 450 for wings. Preheat that smoker to 450. Put those drumettes neatly lined up on the grill. Close the top of the, the smoker. Set a timer for 30 minutes. You go back to that smoker. Check them out. If you need to, you don't really in a smoker need to flip your wings or rotate your wings. It cooks really evenly. The Traeger Ironwood 885 is a spectacular unit. Yeah. Love it. Um, so, hey, I would tell you guys, use use Traeger's my, my brand. But whether you're a Yoder guy, Big Green Egg, whatever it is, it's about 30, 35 minutes. You want to make sure the skin on the outside is a little bit crispy. Yeah. not too crispy. I was going to say a quick little hack for that is before you put your seasoning on, just a touch of olive oil. You don't need a lot. You don't a need little bit. Just, just a touch so that there's a, a, a little bit of a coating on there because what that allows, what happens is, is when you do that, one, you're going to get a crispier outside on the skin, but then two, the seasoning sticks to the wing a little bit better. And so if you want that crispier feel, if that's what you like, um yeah 450 for 30 minutes uh or really i'd probably go 35 minutes and then turn the smoker specifically if you're using a smoker turn the smoker for five to 500 for five minutes and you will see the wing when you do that for a quick run it will come out really crispy and moist on the inside but it's important that you don't do 10 or 15 minutes because you'll just burn them at that point but that five minute window is really crucial yeah i totally agree it is it is incredibly important uh, Mrs. Monty, please answer my phone. Um, it is incredibly important for um, you know for for the crispy outside texture with that olive oil. You got to have it. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly incredibly yes. important. Now, Jeremy Bolton tips us six dollars and sixty six cents, sir. 
Six dollars and sixty-six cents. I don't think is this a black. This, this better be about black olives. No. BYU wins eighty-two to three. Jaron throws for eight hundred yards and nine touchdowns. Bet you weren't expecting this one. Eighty-two Bro, to three. The the tip is more is more offensive. Jeremy, I, I mean, I don't know. Man, you two motherfuckers need you. I, well, you tip us six sixty six, man. You're asking for the olive. Not maker. only are you not at the event, you're sending us, you know, triple sixes as tips. That's offensive. Now, Jeremy, I, again, Jeremy, you need to DM me your phone number, dude. We need to put you on the show tomorrow. We need to see Otson Stadium pregame. We need we need to see that. If you're up for that, we we would it. do it. Jeremy's been on the show before. We should do it. And Morris says, I'm acting, uh, I like acting like Oregon is good so it'll look better when BYU wins. But the reality is the pack isn't good and Oregon is a mid-pack team. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll give you a lock on this game coming up here in a eight matter eight, uh, of eight minutes. We are going to do that. But uh, Football 50, 10 to the hour, every hour. Uh, on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Let's run through some of the bigger games in uh, the NFL because yeah. I actually think this is – these are not our locks. We're just going to run through them. I think this is one of the most difficult weeks to pick. Vikings and Eagles. Yeah. Monday night, 6.30. Philly's a two-point favorite in this game. How is Philadelphia favored over Minnesota? I think Minnesota is going to be one of the best stories in football this year, Jake. I love the Vikings in that game. Yeah, my struggle with the Vikings is that the Vikings are the team that will play well, and then they'll let you down once in a while. You know, they'll they'll play real well. They look crispy. They look good. They're, you're like, yes, they're, they're a new team. Like, they're doing what they should have been doing three years ago. And then they come out, and they'll just drop a dud out of nowhere. And that's what I struggle with with the Vikings. That's who they've been. The last several years, and I know everyone likes to blame Cousins for literally everything, but I don't think it's all on him. I think you can look at the coaching staff. You can look at execution points. Like, there's a lot at play here. So, to me, you know, what did you what did you say the line was again? Two points in favor of Philly. And this is in Philly? In Philadelphia, yeah. and it is 6.30 yeah. uh, ABC on uh, Monday. I mean, I like the line for sure. I think two points in favor of the home team. Anytime you see that. Um, I, it's respect to the road team because you should automatically get three for being at home. So essentially what they're saying there is they like the Vikings to win this game at the end of the day. Uh, and I have to agree with that. Based on how Minnesota's played so far, they should win the game. But again, there's that little voice in the back of my head saying, hey, dude, it's not guaranteed ever hey, bro. with the Vikings. Like, be careful with this one. Hey, bro. Yeah. Uh, five fifteen. the early Monday night game is Titans at Bills. Yeah, I like this one a lot. The Bills are a 10-point home favorite. Yes. 10. Yes. Home favorite. I think yes. the I think the Titans coming off of that loss, I think the Titans are going to look to punch the Bills in the face and ain't going to matter. Know. I think the Titans cover, but the Bills win. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the Bills are going to win this game, but uh, I think Derrick Henry wasn't real thrilled with some of the highlights he put out last week, so wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of return to the guy we know he is. Yeah, I like that one. This is a game that's really tough. Cardinals at Raiders. This game is 225 CBS on Sunday. Mm -hmm. The Raiders are favored by five and a half. In this game. The funny thing is the number's really low at 51. 51? That means that you don't think that the Cardinals are going to score many points. Well, I don't think people have faith in Kyler Murray, which I don't blame you. I mean, I, I wouldn't have faith. I don't have faith in Kyler Murray. I think 
we've been saying even since, I mean, again, for those of you who have been watching us since we were on the radio in Phoenix, like we were saying back then when they drafted him and went through that whole saga that the fact that he's undersized and he has to play the game he has to play, the way he has to play it is a problem. And I think that, you know, when you look at some of these matchups, like who is the guy for, for the Cardinals right now? Because yeah, you, know, that's a like, good question. you don't really have, like it really should be AJ Green with, with the hop situation, but it's not really been. And I think that Kyler has not shown that he's a winner or, little or really, Kyler, please. yeah, verticality, Lil Kyler, you know, like he is not shown to be able to do like, for example, what Justin Herbert did last night. Now I know Herbert lost last night, but he was clutch last night. He did his damn job and Kyler yeah. hasn't shown the ability to do that. Yeah, I love the uh, I love the Raiders in that game. Um, how about this one though? I think this is one of the more difficult ones to pick this week. Seahawks at the 49ers. Mm. I want to believe in Geno Smith. I want to think that Geno is not. A... Do not pick the 49ers. Please tell me you're not going to pick the 49ers. Please. I want to believe in Geno Smith. Please. I love that Niner defense. Are you telling me that Trey Lance is going to be this bad? It's going to be good Next conditions. There's not much hope for you left. It's supposed to be sunny and 70 degrees in Santa Clara on Saturday or Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock on Fox. Guy. San Francisco's favored by 8.5. I got to take the Niners to win this Come game. on. I have to. Come on. You can't tell. Hey. No. On, no. Dude. You can't tell me that Geno Smith is going 2-0. You're telling me that Geno flipping Smith goes 2-0? Yes. Wow, yes. you're a buyer on the Seahawks. Yes. I, I'm I'm a buyer in this game on the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks are winning the Super Bowl this year or anything to write home about, but I don't trust Trey Lance. I think he's going to turn the football over. I think the Seahawks are going to get three or four extra possessions in this game that they wouldn't have otherwise had. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you, mm -mm -mm. like, uh, yeah, I think the Seahawks have a really good shot in this one. I think this is a game that you can make some money on for sure. Football 50 presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. No one goes all in on made-from-scratch freshness like Papa Murphy's. Because when you go all in, people notice. Go all in with the Triple Pep Pizza for just eleven ninety nine. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 like we're going to do tonight. Uh, download the Papa Murphy's app, which is how we order. We're going to order on the app. You can schedule it ahead of time. I can put that order in usually around 10 o'clock on Friday mornings. I put it in to pick up at 5 o'clock. You walk in the door. I get my two pizzas. Mrs. Monty gets the small veg. Jake and I, as men, we get a large with the barbecue sauce, the mozzarella cheese. I'm for real. Onion, mushroom, pineapple, and green Bomb. onion com, on top. Bro. And, of course, we get the uh, chocolate chip cookie dough to bring home and bake with the pizza. And it's just sitting on the rack right inside the door. You walk in. Hey, thanks. Take it off the rack. Go home. Put it on the, on the smoker for 25, 25 minutes. Good to go. Thank you going to be amazing by the way lots of papa murphy's pizza tomorrow at um barbecue pit stop in lehigh noon look what do you think this event will run noon to probably four o'clock yeah i would probably think. you know something like that i i think we'll see how it we'll see how it plays you know i mean i think after the drawing you know after we do the drawing at halftime i think people will probably you know not that you have to leave i just think that you know some people probably leave after the drawing and well we'll see I, who the hell knows 
Yeah, well, hang around. We'll draw the winner of the BYU Notre Dame trip uh, at um, at the half. And please come hungry. Don't make me take home like a gazillion wings because I'm fat already, and I don't, you know, I don't want to be greedy. Come and yeah. eat the food, please. Yeah, Chubbs, when are you going to lose some weight? Yeah, I don't know, bro. I mean, I thought that <laughs> all the snorkeling would have helped me, but I'm still fat, bro. Yeah. Fat. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's see. Brent Burnett says, my personal chef and lovely wife knows how to cook. All this nonsense on how to is great, but teach how to find uh, the one and problem is solved. Yes. No comment. Uh, M. Morris says, uh, at Jeremy, probably more accurate than predicting a BYU loss. Crypto Ice. What's up, Crypto Ice? Jake just went next level wingmaster guru. <clears throat> People like that. Yeah, NY Jazz fan says, I like drums and flats. I don't discriminate. I do. Okay, are you a ranch or a blue cheese guy? Because that's I am going to discriminate Ooh, if you roll out blue cheese. Please, I'm going to be pissed. Please, take it take it easy. Have we seen Greg Hawkins today? We have not seen Greg Hawkins today. Haha, uh, -ha, by going full Caruso, I'm assuming you mean I average 1.2 wings per game, 10 dropped flats, 1.1 refills, and 20 disappointments. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Story of your life. <laughs> so well done, dude. Kenai Johnson, LOL. So to that. well done. You know, uh, by the way, Kenai Johnson says Max Crosby's coming for Kyler Murray. Yeah, he probably. Is. He is. Uh, oh, wow. MI Jazz fan says he ate breakfast next to the Raiders owner yesterday. I have pictures. Looks just as goofy in person. Yeah. You know, uh, look at Justin Salas, my guy, my Justin, guy, Justin, uh, he says, give me the 49ers by a touchdown. No. Yes, dude. No. And my jazz fan says Trey Lance hoping to lose so he can have another stripper party. Uh, I've always uh, stood on my innocence. Yeah. Hullabilly says, uh, Gino quote, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back. Smith, one of the best lines ever. He allegedly said what he said. San Diego State Aztec says the Santa Clara white wine sippers will find a way to disappoint. Go see chickens. Wow. Well said. And my jazz fan, I would I would be there the whole time, chilling with Monty's and pounding wings watching football. Perfect Saturday. What else do you want? Yeah, man. Uh, Papa Mur uh, San Diego State Aztec says, Papa Murphy's, ease up a tad bit on the sugar and the chocolate chip cookies. My ears ring after a few bites of those things. They're so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I know what time it is. Oh! Oh no, NY Jazz fan. Now I have to block you. Oh God. No, he's not a blue cheese guy. Do not. Bro, we were having such a good show too. You know, blue, like the NY Jazz fan says blue cheese. I have a refined palate. That being said, there's nothing like Utah Ranch uh, that might be why. Ranch in New York is just nasty. Hidden Valley Ranch paste. Oh. Come on. Dude, what? Come on. Yeah, we got to have some ranch tomorrow. Dude. Maybe, you know what we do? Maybe we go buy uh, Super Chicks and we get a large side of ranch. I'm telling you, the ranch at Super Chicks. It's, it's close between Super Chicks and uh, Wingstop. Nah. It's close. The ranch at Super Chicks has cocaine in it. I'm telling well, you. It's, it, it's amazing. It is absolutely amazing. By the way, A321neo says no such thing as too much sugar, sugar. Exactly wow. right. Wow. Exactly right. Uh, oh, wow. Justin Saul says, my my moving timeline was moved up a couple of months. We'll be in uh, Utah mid to late October. Let's go, Let's baby. Go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Without further ado, it is time for locks. Right here on the Monty Show, we have big games. Do we start with college? Yeah, well, college first. Okay. So we're going, we're, going with, uh, we're going with BYU. So you know that BYU is getting a $1.1 million 
payout to play right, this game. Right, right. You know that Oregon is 13 and 2 since 1995 when they are favored at home by less than 4 points. Yep. You know that BYU is a three and a half point dog. Saturday, Eugene, Oregon, 1.30 on Fox at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. I am taking BYU to win 31 to 30. I think this is. Does Jake have to make a kick? Probably. I mean, if they're going to score 31 points, he does. Um, I think this is an incredibly important game. And it's going to be one play. It will be one play. And it will be it will be very physical. I think it will be more physical than the Baylor game. I got to take BYU to win 31-30. Uh, I'm taking BYU as well. I, like thir- I think 31 points for BYU is perfect. Um, so that's the number I give for them. But I think uh, I think it's a little more comfortable. Thirty-one twenty-seven. I think you you control this game. Uh, you may be behind at times, but I think once again it's going to be the defense that holds it at the end. I think that BYU and in, in this offense is is got enough with or without Puka to win this game. I just I just firmly believe that after seeing uh, what Chase did and 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 uh, Keanu Hill did and some of these other guys, some of these other options. You know, Jaron's got enough to work with. I think it just comes down to execution. So to me, I like 31-27. I think it's going to be, I agree, very physical game, very, you know, tightly contested. I think the physical part of this game is what will determine it. Yeah. If BYU wants to win and play big boy football, the physicality and the physical nature of this game will not be an issue. And I think that, you know, one thing about this current incarnation of the Oregon Ducks, they're going to be very physical on the D-line. They're going to be very physical on the O-line, and I think Bo Nix is going to make mistakes. I think you know those things are true. Those are facts. It's just what mistake does Bo Nix make? And at the end of the day, where does it come down, and how does Bo Nix win this game for Oregon? That's why I'm picking BYU. I'm not picking BYU because I think Oregon sucks. I'm picking BYU because I can't find a scenario in my mind, where I see Bo Mix, Bo Nix making a play to win this game. Yeah, it's as simple as that. I can't see that happening. I I believe that the Bywaters and the Tuleys and the Wilgers are going to have huge impacts on this game. I think this BYU offensive line is ready to play Smash Mouth, like physical football. I think Jaron Hall's a better quarterback by a lot than Bo Nix. I just can't find a way to believe that that they win this game. That's the thing that I that I really struggle with. Yeah. That's why I that's why I'm taking them. I I think that it is just Yeah. I think that's the way to go on this. Yeah, no, I completely agree. 100% with it. 31-30 BYU beats Oregon. 31-27. So we're both way over on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I think the over under is kind of dumb in this game. What 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 did they have it at? I think 58. Yeah, I mean that's, you know, or 48, excuse me. Yeah. I, yeah. I think this game goes over for sure. I think the only thing that hurts BYU in this game is turnovers, man. If you turn the football over, you're not winning this game. Let me double check that number. I want to make sure. Um, I I am really worried about... I am really worried about over under Over under in the BYU-Oregon game is 57 and a half. 50, so it was 57. Yeah. We're both way over yeah. on that. 
Um, I am really worried about turnovers. I am worried about, and BYU seems to be less prone to turnovers than they were last year, certainly. Well, so far. We'll see. This is, this is yeah, another test. But again, 31-27, you're 31-30. I think it's a huge test. Yeah. I think it is a, it is a huge test. Yep. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, here are my locks. BYU 23-20. Utah 50-17. to UNLV over Utah State Aggie tiers 30-10. I thought Utah State was off this week. Isn't this Utah? Isn't I thought this was Utah State's bye week. Sure, it yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter that much. Um, I wow, fifty. You said fifty to seventeen. Yeah, by or by the way, Utah State's off this week. Uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, Teddy Wayman says twenty eight twenty four Oregon gets the win. See, I was on yeah. that score for a minute, and I just think you got to kick it up one more score for each team. Bo Nix, man, I'm telling you, he's risky. Find me a way that Bo Nix wins this game. Like, I don't know how that happens. This game isn't about Oregon. You need to understand that. This game is about BYU's ability to execute. If BYU does not beat themselves, they stick to the game plan, they execute, they will win this football game. I'm telling you. But if BYU, let's say, doesn't tackle well, or let's say BYU turns it over, or maybe BYU has rolls out and has 10 penalties in the game. Well, there's your answer. Sadie, I don't hate that score, 28-24. I don't hate that score at all. I think yeah. there's a chance that, yeah. that that absolutely happens. M. Morris, every game is important. That's what coach has these guys believing. It's BYU by 14. Woo. It's a possibility. It is a possibility. Um, I Man, that's going to be tight. Um, let's see. Casual Kel says BYU by 14 in the mid-40s. Yeah, casual. Well, if they do that, I mean, I think, you know, at that point, you're a top eight team, Woo. I think. That would be impressive. CKS says, I think we finally get to see what kind of team Oregon is. Kind of surprised Oregon got ranked and Oregon State didn't. Oregon State, I'm a little surprised by that too, CKS. I actually think that's a good point. Uh, Brent Burnett said, there were no turnovers, Baylor, BYU, but BYU converted on fourth down, which is like winning ball security. Can they get off the field on third down? Because by the way, Oregon's one of the most efficient teams to date on third down. I think they convert 58% now, Eastern Washington Cosmetology Institute. Help. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Ooh, Ruff's official says Oregon by 20 plus, BYU 14 max. Well, Oregon's defense isn't great, so I I find that tough to be. You know, I uh, we'll see. All right. Then of course, there are the mighty, mighty fighting you to Utah. <laughs> Number 14, Utah, host San Diego State. Saturday, 8 p.m. ESPN 2. Utah's a 21-point home favorite. Mm-hmm. I think the key to this game is going to be Utah's wide receivers. San Diego State has shown a bad propensity to give up a lot of passing yards. I think this is a huge performance out of Utah. I think they will score in the 40s. And the number when I was looking at this last night, 45 points seems like the number to me. Yeah. I think it's 45-21. I think BYU covers the 21. Yeah, I think I think it's a little I think it's a little more than that. I think it's 45 for Utah, but I think they hold this team down. I think it's 45-17. I don't think San Really? Yeah, I don't think San Diego State crosses 20 in this game. And I think it's mainly because San wow. Diego State's going to turn it over. I think I think Utah's defense creates two turnovers in this game, 
which is what ultimately kind of slingshots them into the 40s um, and what keeps the ball away from San Diego State. That's primarily why I think San Diego State's going to struggle to get into the 20s in this game. And they may cross later, you know, late in the game or whatever, maybe in garbage time. But I'm in the meat of the game, I think this team is in the teens and struggling to move the football against this defense. I think that there's a couple of things I want to watch. Who's the leading receiver for for who has the most receiving yards for Utah? Keithy. I think it's got to be Devon Vele. And I know I'm, I'm going to beat this drum until it happens. Devon Vele for 569 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. You're well, casual. Brent Keithy is going to have the most receiving yards. Him or Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. And I think among the receivers, it'll be Vele. But Vele needs it. it, it Vele needs a touchdown. And he, I'd love to see him have 80 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. If you can show that you're that capable, I don't think this game is at all close. With all due respect to all of our San Diegans, um, look, San I, lo Diegans. I love your whale's vagina. I With do. All due respect. I do. I love whale's vagina, but let's be honest. Right. Not going to happen. That's not right, going to happen. Dude. It's not going to happen. I just don't see any way. That how how does what is the scenario where San Diego State wins this game? Injuries. Injuries to Utah. That's the scenario. Cam rising, it'd have to get hurt. You'd have to lose a back, maybe even a wide receiver, something like that. Okay. Eric C says Utah will woo. Eric C noted San Diego. Perhaps the biggest whale's vagina on the show. <laughs> okay, I'll move on. Utah will beat the Aztecs, sadly. But it felt good giving old witty, uh, giving it to old witty last year. Is that a euphemism? Giving it to old witty? Did I? That's not how I want to handle it. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, Red wine says, "I guess Utah and BYU played some folks too, just not as good as who Oregon played." Well, Oregon. The problem for Oregon is, yeah, they played Georgia. Well, yeah. they didn't really play Georgia. Georgia played Oregon. <laughs> Georgia went. Georgia had a practice. Yeah. I mean, that was a wholesale ass whooping yeah. uh, that Georgia laid down. So, Kay Nuren says, BYU 27, Oregon 24. Okay. Brett Burnett says, BYU going to win bigly. 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 Okay. I don't know about that. Kay Nuren says, Utah 50 to 14. Mm. A lot of people are convinced. A lot of people are convinced. Um, Ruff's official says North Dakota state won the FCS championship last year and is two and zero this year. They will move divisions soon. Could be. Why wouldn't you? Uh, Holabilly says Utah goes NCAA 06 on San Diego state and scores seven rushing touchdowns. Hey, you know, okay. Teddy Wayman says 48, 27 Utes. I like that. Um, what the F is the FCS championship? Eric C says. Y'all feel me? Exactly. Um, M. Moore says Oregon played Georgia's third strings by halftime and Eastern Washington. I don't think we've seen who Oregon is. That's why I asked the question about Bo Nix. Like, I don't think we know who he is. I mean, Georgia, Georgia's the best defense of the I just country. think we know he's not a difference maker. That's the thing. He's not somebody who is going to, like, break the game open. That's the thing. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Red Wine says Utah is impressive. Considering population, not the recruiting bases BYU and not the Nike money, um, I think Utah's win is that they have pipelines in Florida and Southern California. Yeah, I think that Utah's win is that they had historically been winning locally. BYU is kind of, I think BYU is winning locally. 
There is no doubt about that. BYU is winning regionally in recruiting. I think Utah's win is their ability to develop guys and and get incredible performances out of two and three star guys. That's it. I think their JUCO system. I mean, again, Gianni Paul's a guy that I point to. Um, guys like that, their ability to turn those guys into studs, unbelievable. So I think that's their win. In all honesty, Eric C, can we just give the championship to Alabama and Georgia and, or Georgia and move on? No, you know. not yet. Not yet. Uh, Giggity says San Diego State only wins if they bring truckloads of Mexican food to put the Utes uh, in a food coma before the game. Lots of refried pinto beans. Lots of refried pinto beans. I don't like refried beans. No. Am I the only one that would prefer a whole bean? We went to Fred's in Maui. Yeah. It was really disappointing. Not great. I don't think I'll go back to Fred's in Maui. Riley O'Brien, how are you, sir? LMAO at the food coma. Eric C. says they're going to need a truckload of Tacos El Gordo. Okay. Um, Tacos El Gordo? Hey, Gordo! Um, Uh, Jake Gordon says, with all due respect, Bo Nix is not that guy. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Yeah, come on. You know. Uh, Ruff's official says, Eric C., you don't know what the FCS is? I think he was being... With all due respect. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Brent Burnett says, Oregon has been playing and is showing their problems, so they will improve, not against BYU. BYU is a tough team to improve against. San Diego State Aztecs says, Utah turns the ball over versus a three-three-five defense. It always forces a few. What San Diego State does with them will play a part in you if Utah covers. Yeah, the three-three-five is interesting, no doubt, you know. I mean, I definitely think it's a unique look. I think that that screams of being able to average four to five yards a carry. But at the same time, it does kind of make me feel like there might be an interception in this game. I don't disagree with that. But I just think that Utah should be able to move the ball, man. They really should be able to ground and pound on this team. Mike Pressler hops in the comments. Hey, remember when I was hyping A&M? My bad. Oh, Oh yeah! Remember when you were mouthing off? Like, hey, Texas A&M. Bo you Fisher. guys, you guys are Jimbo idiots. Fisher, Jimbo. Hey, this you guys so don't strange. know Jimbo. You don't talk about Jimbo <laughs> like that. Jimbo's a grandfather who deserves your respect. <laughs> I appreciate this is Coach Saban. I appreciate you saying so, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate I you. Appreciate bro. it to you. Uh, do Wayne Boone. Are Gunner and Puka playing? Don't know. No word yet. Uh, Brett Burnett, BYU playing real teams and showing how good they are can and can be. They'll solve some kicking, so give Jake a break. Yeah. Yeah, Jake, we'll give you a break. Yeah, I think that – I think that – yeah, I just want to see him make that first one, you know? Like, just – You know what I'm saying? Just kick that first field goal right through, split the uprights, and let's hey, move on. Greg Hawkins joins the show. Well, this Gregory, Gregory, welcome to the show. You think you can show up late now that you're back in Utah? Yeah. Unacceptable, sir. What do you think? Unacceptable. Uh, Greg, by the way, is a blue cheese flat no. enjoyer. He will be at he will be at the, Greg, you the show, show tomorrow. Dude, if you show up with blue cheese tomorrow, I'm throwing you out. I'm just telling you, if yeah, you it's, want it's unacceptable. I'm telling you now, if you want blue cheese, <coughs> bring your own blue cheese because we're bringing ranch. Yeah. BYOB, I, you know what I mean? And I will promise you, I will bring Super Chicks Ranch dressing to the show tomorrow. I will. I, I I just, I've got to have it because again, it's got cocaine in it. It is the best ranch dressing in Utah. I will not be providing blue cheese. <laughs> I won't bring your kids. 
listen, your kids are all welcome at the event. There's going to be plenty of pizza and wings. But it's derelict as a parent parent to give your kid blue cheese dressing. It just is. You know. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, go Utes, baby. Darn right. Uh, Hullabilly. Sup, my fellow Ute, Greg Hawkins. I agree. Uh, Mike Pressler says, blue cheese is for people that like feet picks. Feet picks. Okay. My wife kissed the bottom of my foot the other day. Okay. Why do we need to know that? I'm just throwing I it mean, out was there, that man. Was that like the beginning of some rowdy time you guys had? It was or, amazing. I mean, what? what, what it, she li- like, she quite literally kissed about? the bottom of my foot the other Why? day. Why? No, we Why? were we were in the pool. I was pushing simple? him around. His feet were clean, and I Bro. like I think I kissed a toe, but like not uh, like I didn't mouth it. Like um, I just like, I didn't mouth it. That's disgusting. Um, um, I didn't um, mouth it. Bro, bro, what, what? No. Listen, you can't make this stuff up. Listen, we're in in a strange time. You cannot make this stuff up. I was pushing you I around. I didn't a, mouth no. it. Listen, man, I'm just over here trying to work. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. You know, like, I don't know where you come up with this stuff. <laughs> I do know that the Monty Show is presented by the Advocates Injuries Attor- Injury Attorneys, UtahAdvocates.com. I'm going to need to call them. You are, because this is traumatizing. When you've been in an accident and you've been traumatized and you are struggling, um, you really need an advocate. When you've been in a car accident, the advocates understand that it is one of the toughest days of your life. And one of the toughest things you'll ever go through is not being physically well uh, from being in a car accident. That's why you call the advocates, the best injury attorneys in Utah, utahadvocates.com. You get online, you chat with them. Um, Their consultations are always free. You don't have to go into your pocket. Are you struggling and wondering how you're going to pay medical bills? Don't. Utah Advocates will get your medical bills deferred. Check them out online, utahadvocates.com. Free consultation. And by the way, you don't pay them any money until they win your case. That's right. You don't go in your pocket until the Utah Advocates win your case. Talk to them online. It's free at utahadvocates.com. The Advocates, your best injury attorneys, present The Monty Show. Uh, Ken Williams says, hi, all. How's it going? Uh, Neville 93 says, some people like feet licking. (laughs) I'm not here to judge you, Mrs. Monty. I mean, I'm not, you know. Um, Hullabilly says, Monty's face while Mrs. Monty was speaking was LOL. (laughs) Yep. And my jazz fan says, this show is absolutely the best. All categories, just pure entertainment. You know. (laughs) You know. It is what it be. I didn't mouth it. She said. That is a goat line that was not that was that not is a greatest of all time that comment. was not scripted she just dropped that on the world uh you know uh it is what it is utah mark hale says utah will win by one uh touch for every body paint women that comes to the game damn <laughs> you, you heard we talked about it on the show wednesday there was a woman who showed up in body paint and I think it was two, and they got ejected, and now they're not allowed to come back, and they're suited, <laughs> and they are facing discipline at the university. Oh, that seems a little harsh, but it's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, let's see, Brent uh, Burnett. What do BYU and Utah have in common? Their founder. Okay, that's cool. Um, who do you, your confidence level that your pick is right? Uh, I'm pretty confident in the Utah pick. Like, I would say probably eight or nine out of ten. Really? The BYU pick, to me, is a little more 
sensitive because I think the execution level has to be really high for BYU to win. And I don't doubt that they're going to execute, but, but what I mean by that is more, you know, you can't have a pick six or really a pick at all. If you're Jaron, you can't make any kind of mistake. Like you, you have Not to, at all. like it has to be clinical execution up and down the field. And I think that, you know, that's, that's when, when I'm picking games and I look at, all right, well, what's this team's chance of actually winning this football game? What would they have to do? What would this game have to look like for BYU to win it? And I think there are multiple ways BYU can win this game, but I think all of those, what come, they all come back to is executing at a really, really high level and not making mistakes and getting that first down, like not being in second and, you know, 12 a lot, not being in third and eight a lot. Like, you got to stay ahead of the sticks and move the ball. And I think one of the, the things that I always say about quarterbacks is the best quarterbacks execute on second and long. Yes. And both Jaron Hall and Cam Rising will be in second and long. Who has a better day on second and long on Saturday? That's one you can watch for. Here's where the conversation gets yeah. difficult. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it is what it is. Mark Hale says, Monty, winner, winner, chicken dinner. There you go. Neville 93 says, did you guys hear about what happened in Chicago that they made a crazy law? I didn't. Is that a, is that a setup for a punch time for a punchline? I don't know. Uh, San Diego state Aztec says, uh, Mrs. Monty, did it taste like blue cheese dressing? Be honest with us. My foot does not taste like blue cheese. It tastes like sweet, sweet love. I'm anyway, not at liberty um, to say. <laughs> yes. I just, it tastes anyway. Okay. Uh, I feel better now. I feel better now. Good. That's what we're reduced to. All right, a couple of NFL games I want to point out to real quick because it's the Bears and the Packers. The Bears. The Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are minus 10 at home. Yeah, a 10 I'm point favorite. Yeah, jerk. Sunday night football, 620 kickoff, and the Bears are going to be one and one. Where is A.A. Ron right now? I am not a Justin Fields guy. I'm taking the Packers in this game, but I think it's going to be closer than most people think, Jake. You're not a Justin Fields guy? I am not a Justin Fields guy at all. Why? I'm not a believer of these because I think he hasn't shown that he can be consistent yet. Would he do better at a dome stadium? No. What about a stadium built on a horse track? Worse. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. All right. <laughs> good, good. Excellent. Yeah. No, I mean, you have to take the Packers in this game. I think that what will be interesting is to see is the development of Aaron Rodgers with his young receivers. I think that's the storyline in this game, you know? Um, I wish the bears were better. I wish this was going to be a closer game, but it's just not going no. to be. And I think that the only question is going to be, are, are Aaron Rodgers receivers going to keep dropping obvious touchdown passes? If they are game's going to be a little tighter than it should be. Not if bears. they catch them, they'll win. Take a, uh, Tampa at new Orleans, Tampa's Tampa. a two and a half point favorite. They're getting a divorce. Yeah. Uh, Giselle Bunchton and Tom Brady, Jizzy and Tommy, here we uh, go. are no longer living in the same home. <laughs> Jizzy decided she wanted to move out and she took Giselle's bunched and left. Um, I want to thank me for having... Like it's yeah. a tangible thing. Like Giselle's bunched in. Giselle's bunched She in. took Giselle's bunched in right. and left. Giselle's um, bunched in. I think this is a huge game for Tampa Tom because he has been owned by the New Orleans Saints in this division. Yeah. Um, I think this is Tampa's get-back game. I actually think this is this is arguably the best defense in the NFL that Tommy's got. Tommy. Um, I think Jizzy's departure from their home uh, probably motivates him. I love Tampa to win this game. Somewhere along the line of like 35-28, 37-28.
Where are you at on this? Yeah, I think that it's a it's New Orleans, so you're inside, which is always better for Tom. I think he thrives Tommy. in 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 indoor. Uh, some of his greatest moments in the Super Bowl have been indoor games. Tommy's. So to me, yeah, Tommy uh, needs to come out. Uh, and again, you know, needs to have a great game. Like this is one of those where Tom can't just roll through it. He needs to play it like a really high level for them to win this game. So to me, I, I like it. I think they'll win this game. Uh, I think if they win, does Giselle move her bunched in back in? Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next question. You have no reaction to that. What am I supposed to say to that? Wow, that was funny. That's amazing. You're the best. Yeah, next question. You're not going to say that. No. Okay. Well, look, man, you know. Uh, Ryan Scandura says, late here, but did you guys not talk about the Chargers chief? We did. We did. Because Justin Haybear is my guy, and his ribs hurt, and it, it hurts me. Like, when he hurt his ribs, I actually felt pain in my ribs. Did you? No. Um, but it, Skippy. It, he's my guy. That's my dude. And, yeah, not good. Uh <laughs> Brent Burnett says, oh, poor Brady and Jizzy. They just want some love and attention. Jizzy. Tommy going to get some butt, not the naughty kind, as the defense is going to lay him out. I'm for real. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Eric C. says, Jake's humor hasn't been the same ever since he got with the hinge girlfriend. What are you talking about? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's It's not been good. Yeah, how about the Travis Kelsey... Uh, getting power slammed. Yeah. That was fine. Yeah. All right. Here's the last lock of the week. Fresno State at USC. Now, you said something dumb before the show, as USC is an 11.5-point favorite. Mm -hmm. You've also said dumb things on the show. Right. Um, not related to Giselle's bunch. <laughs> um, anyway, now that we're done talking... No, I'll move on. Yeah. Uh, USC, 11.5-point favorite at home, the Coliseum. Right. Uh, against Fresno State. What what dumb thing did you say before the show about that? This Fresno game? State will keep this closer than people think. Uh, no, oh, please do expound. I think they're going to keep it closer than people think. I think that 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 Fresno State's quarterback Jake Hayner uh, is quite the thrower of the football. Guy's got eighty-seven attempts and he's completing seventy-five percent of his passes. Now, again, that you know USC is a little bit different of a beast, obviously. But people like the line in this game is 73 and a half and 73 and a half. Yeah. So people think that obviously USC is going to score at least 50, which I don't disagree with. Best offense in college football. Totally. You know, I'm with it. I think that USC is going to win this game rather handily. But I think that this isn't going to be like a 50 to 10. I think that Fresno State's got 20, maybe even 27 points in this game. Uh, and I think that that this is just an up and down type game because ultimately Fresno State has great offensive ability and really crappy defensive ability. So when you combine that with SC being the same way, uh, you know, potentially or most people agree best offense in the country with a mediocre defense, that has all the recipes of a barn burner. You know what I mean? And and to me, that this the way this game works out is is like I said, Fresno State, I could see you being mid 20s in a perfect world, if you didn't turn it over and played a perfect game, maybe you touch 30, but I think you're 24, 27, somewhere in there. Uh, and I think SC is 50-55. Really? Yeah. I think USC is going to score 47-48. I think Fresno State is going to score 32. It's going to be something in those lines. I think it's barely a cover for SC because I don't buy into the SC defense. 
they're going to score a crap ton of points. I'm taking USC here. I don't think this game is ever in jeopardy for SC. Yeah. I think Caleb Williams is that good. Yeah. Uh, but Fresno State's not going to lay down. Fresno State's going to fight. And I, I don't actually think that was a dumb thing you said. I think that this could be a tougher game than USC thinks, but USC is going to win, and I think Absolutely. they're going to cover. Absolutely. I think they, this is a win, and they will cover. There is no doubt about that. All right. One quick non-sports story, because then we got to roll. Um, I want to talk about this weird obsession with self-checkout. Did you see this new technology mm -hmm. that are super scanners that are going to be overhead scanning units that you walk under and it instantly scans all of your items. Mm -hmm. You're a huge self-checkout guy. Mm -hmm. Depends on the situation, but I do self-checkout a lot. So you hate unions and actual American workers. Right. Right? Right. Um, but why do you like self-checkout? Because it's efficient. It, it, it works well. You know, I think you once you understand how to use it and the rules you're playing within, it works great. It, it's perfectly fine. And I think that in, in, in a store when it's incredibly busy, I don't want to have to wait for Jimmy Bob to ring in a code that he can't remember. You know what I mean? Like that's the real problem. I enjoy like a good checkout clerk is enjoyable when it's someone who's been doing it a while knows what they're doing can just roll through it. That's great. But I don't, what I don't want is you know, to get the rookie checkout person who takes 10 minutes to figure out what the code is for limes. You know what I mean? I hate that. That's like one of my, it's like, one of I know my what you mean though. You know yeah. I mean, like it's one of hey, my does biggest Does anybody know the, co the code for leaks? So like at self-checkout, you can literally look up an item, type in lime or leak or whatever your item is. It pulls it up. You hey, put it on the, the scale. what's the code for arugula, please? Yeah. You know, and, and it's just quicker. So yeah, I, there are like, if I had a better experience, maybe I would use the checkers more, but I don't often have a great experience. Does anybody know the code for, what's the, like an obscure vegetable hey anybody know the code for radicchio radicchio <laughs> okay so part of this is i used to be a checker right i used to be a cashier at the great jewel osco food emporium right um but i also think part of this is that i think we are automating too many things and i think when you look at the cost of food already there is no doubt that self-checkout creates a higher food cost there is there is well because shrink goes up which is to say theft shrink goes up there's no doubt about that right i guess it oh it does there's there's no doubt that shrink goes up um and my main point is that i think it's a good job and when we go to self-checkout like costco has self-checkout now hell no I am not doing self-checkout at Costco. Mm. Like, it just, I'm not. I, 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 I just refuse. Yes, Mrs. But, Monty. But Hi. here's the thing. Hi. There she is. If I'm at Costco and I have one item, like, you know, every once in a while we have, like, just, like, the one item thing, I would rather go to the self-checkout and get out an instant at <laughs> Costco for that. And... I actually am a big proponent. I've used the uh, Amazon Go stores in Seattle. Yes. Where you just walk in and walk out. Super easy. Uh, I've never had anything incorrectly rung up. Uh, their technology is magical and scary. 
and it works. And so like, I just think that there are opportunities and yes, it can be a good job, but there, you know, there are also lots of other good jobs out there. So I support the American worker. Unlike these two screwballs, you know, uh, that, yeah, if I have to buy vegetables that. that have to be looked up, can't be scanned. Radicchio. I'm definitely going through the. I, we we're like ninety eight percent of the time we go to the regular checker. Yeah, but, we but do. This is my we point. Do. If yeah. it's like fast and you want to run out, you want to no, scan like, the item and get the hell out. Go. But even if you can't scan it, see, this is this is what people. This is the thing with self checkout. It's easy with the vegetables. All you got to do is type in the name of your vegetable. It pops up, you click it, you weigh it, it's in the bag. Nah, man. You don't have to wait five minutes nah. for them to look that thing up. Nah, I ain't doing like it. You, like, that's what I don't understand. I, I actually, one, I like talking to the checkers. It's fun, uncomfortable conversation. Right, yeah. I like to make it awkward that, with that it. That is exactly what it is. Fun, uncomfortable conversation. It is fun, though. It is. Justin Salas says, I love self-checkouts. That way I don't have to have the awkward interaction with the checkers. Thank you. I seem to Thank always you. get the weirdest checker. Thank you. I, I don't disagree with Best. that. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Mike do, Pressler says 4305 regular limes. He you knows know what I BL, mean? He knows yeah. the love it. That's amazing. Uh, Brent Burnett says automation brings efficiency, so it's good, but does not replace people. That's a fallacy. Well, I mean, clearly self-checkout replaces people. There's no doubt about that. But how many people even value the conversation with the checker anymore? You know, like, I think that's the thing, like, we're just trying to get in and get out. We got stuff to do, you know? Like, I just think yeah. that that conversation with the checker isn't as valuable as it once was. No, I, I don't I don't disagree. I mean, you, we used to all we used to all go to the same checker because she yeah. was either hot or, you know, we always, you know, like we wind up at the same guy at Costco all the time, Jerry mm-hmm. or whatever his name is. Jerry Bear. Right? We, yeah, we do, actually. And he's always wearing a jersey of some kind. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I, I do like that when you can find it, but come on. How many of those are you finding in your regular grocery store yeah. now? Justin Solace, somebody hurt you, sir. He says, all I do is ask how it's going, and then they go into a tirade about how stressed they are and how their their cat just died. Boo. We don't get that. We usually get where it's like you have to pull the conversation out of them. Yeah, that's the worst is when you go into like, and you get some millennial um, who's like, oh, I'm fine. Okay. Hey, you know the code for radicchio? Like, that's what we usually get. Or they'll just sit there, like, flipping through. And they're like, radishes. And they're like, oh, I can't find it. It must not. The book must be outdated. Uh, I don't see radicchio anywhere on this list. Yeah, you know. You know. Anyway. um, You know, (laughs) Holabilly says, self-checkout all the way. Saves me three minutes and ten seconds of my day. Yep. Okay. That's fine. Hey. Eric sees being a jerk and says, I still wish Grayson finished the job on Caruso. Damn. Wow. Wow, wow. Uh, talking with Raphael Podcast. On PBS Radio. Uh, says, I like the checkers. I used to be one, and most of the veggies and fruit has a number on the sticker. Just scan the sticker now, and it pulls it up for you. Yeah, but if that worked, then they would do that in the checkout line. Most of those tiny little stickers don't work. Yeah, that could be. Mike Prestler says, I'm a taco-aholic. Of course I know what lime, the lime PLU yeah. is. You know, uh, Brett Burnett says, you realize self-checkout has real people working there to assist us, Dodo. That's true, too. That is true. There's a person there. But if there's seven self-checkout lanes, there's not seven cashiers there. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mark Hale says, I like Sam's Club scan and pay as you go. Yeah, I, Sam's has that. 
I and I think a lot of people are going to that where you scan it on your shopping cart. Yeah. And you you pay as you go. Um, casual casual Kel says, let's stop using words for fake vegetables. I don't understand. Radicchio. It's not a fake vegetable. Yeah, radicchio is actually like a real vegetable. No, so I guess elite. not. You know. It is what it is. Uh, Justin Sauce, not going to lie, I've almost stolen several food items while doing self-checkouts. Okay, okay. Not going to lie that we actually walked out, I think, a long time ago with like a case of either, I don't know, it was like soda or water yes, or yes, something yes. under our cart in the regular line. And like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't think they got that. Jeremy Bolton says, I got to run. Go Cougs. I'll try to check in during the game and get an update, but only in return. You have to admit that Caruso is the new Steve Blake. All right. Well, you check in first, and then I'll admit that at some point. Never. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's fine. Brett Robbins says, damn, you guys still streaming, putting that work in. Yeah. Full-time gig now. Yeah, bro. Thanks to our friends at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Yeah. Um, anyway, I- I'm not a self-check guy. I- I'm not. I don't use self-checkout. I am I am pro American worker, right? Uh, but it, it leads to one of the things that I think they're studying right now, and unions are paying for the studies, um, so you know how it's going to turn out. Yeah. But there's a lot of thought that it it co- it will cost you more in food costs because of the shrink, the inaccuracy, or people just choosing to steal. Yeah. So Home Depot has put two people at their self checkout lanes because of there's so much theft. Yeah. At Home Depot. I don't know. So, I yeah. I don't know. That they feels... need better technology because Amazon's not having that problem at all in their Go stores. But do you guys want to walk under a scanner that will just scan everything in your cart? That would be phenomenal. I would love that. You would do that. I, yeah, hundred okay. percent. Yeah, I would. Not. I would. I would not. I want the great American worker to check me out and play with my radicchio. <laughs> it just Britt. Did you, Mrs. No. Monty? Did you hear that that Tommy and Jizzy are are separated? Giselle's bunched in. Yeah, G- Giselle took her bunched in I... and left can't imagine what it would be like to live with Tom Brady. <laughs> and I say that kindly, but I'm pretty sure he's probably a very intense and somewhat obsessive person. What about Giselle? She broke up their marriage because he wouldn't retire from football. Can't yeah, well, thought. you're not in their, in their relationship. And maybe she said, hey, I actually need to have you here. It's okay. We can pay everybody to do things, but they're not my husband. And I'd like to have a husband. He took time off to do some TV show, right? No, it turns out that he was trying to save their marriage. It was only a rumor that he tried to do the American singer hidden in a mask thing. That show sucks. But But you don't know what... I can't imagine that he is not 24 hours a day on go. Yeah, I would imagine he is. But how, how many people get to play professional football are you really telling and she admitted in this interview she did this week in some magazine that he deserves to have joy as well but you leaving him in the middle of the football season you think is the right answer to that well if if things aren't working out we don't know if things aren't working out and if they're not getting along and if neither of them have joy out of being together you're just going to take your bunched in and go home that's right uh, yeah yeah he's unwilling to Leave his bunched in behind and come home. So, yeah, I don't know. This I, is tough. Man. I think this is tough. tough. I think I think it's I, very difficult to tell somebody, "Hey, you can't pursue your dream anymore, or I'm no, going to divorce but, you." Uh, it, that's probably not it. There probably is a lot of other compromises that n- need to be made. 
and probably Maybe. on both sides. But and, I, you can't just blame it on one person. If that was the case, like, you know, everything would be perfect. You would, you know, oh, it's always that other well, person's I don't, fault. Well, I don't think marriage is perfect in any way, shape, or form to begin with. I mean, it's a lot of work, and I think we're seeing that. But, yeah. I mean, I just... She has long talked about her fear of him playing football. Texas me. And the, the permanent damage that is done to your body when you play football. He is 45. She worries about the injury thing. And she has said that she wants to start living a normal life now. But, but there is no normal life. Yeah, and by the way, I mean, at, at some point, is it just does she just miss the fact that, that you have a great life? No, like, but you people just get... are allowed to change. I guess, like, dude. and it, I mean, look at uh, so look at it's Jennifer Garner that was with Ben Affleck, right? Yep. Oh my gosh, why wouldn't that be perfect? Oh my god, they're so amazing. It didn't work out. Yeah, but I, so and it didn't work out with J Lo the first time, me, and then he went back to J Lo. You and can't it tell like me you, you knew what you were buying into when you but get married to a guy like Tom Brady, change. right? But but you can't expect you can't expect a guy like Tom Brady who is uh, by reports as competitive as anybody on the planet, I just don't think it's realistic to expect him to so walk away. So she left. As, well, It's hey. not realistic for him to change, so she left. Like, why is that the issue? You don't leave in the middle of the football season. You don't. You that, can like, leave you don't... whenever you want to leave if it's not working out for you. Yeah. I, 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 this I is don't believe not... in waiting until the kids grow up. I don't believe in waiting until you get another job. If it ain't working out, you need to go. Your happiness is important. Do not suffer in something that is not working out. And clearly it's not been working out for a while. Yeah, I, I don't I would uh, I would assume that she and he and by the way, the reports are they're no longer living in the same house. But I would assume Giselle took her bunched in and left because there's got to be frustration there. And there's got to be, I'm, I, I am very aware now that we've been to Hawaii for two weeks with a bunch of small children, it's very difficult to be a parent and they've got boys. But I also, my guess is that there's probably some intimacy, loneliness issues it, because Tom is, Tom talked openly about the fact that he's missed birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, that he does not partake in that stuff from August through February because he's a football player. I get that, but you can't tell me that you, you're. There's got to be more here. There has to be more here. I'm sure there is on both sides. I, I just, I, I, yeah, and, and that's why the retirement, his retiring, was so awkward because he never officially retired. Yeah, and my guess is she played a hand in the leak of his retirement getting out, and I, I think that it's it is she has passionately pled with him to retire for years. And he has said, no, I will retire when I am ready to retire. So you chose to leave now? Yeah, because it's clearly she's been asking for years yeah. for him to retire. And he, whether, you know, whether he said to her, hey, I'm going to retire and then didn't really mean it and she let it out, I don't know. But if she's been asking for years and he's still saying no and it's not working out, go. Yeah. Go. And it, Eric and Raleigh makes an interesting point. Giselle gave up her career to raise Tom's kids, and now he has to pay the bill for missing all that time with her and the kids. But she didn't give up her career. She is still a model. She's one of the one of the top personalities in fashion. She 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 makes more. Understand that Giselle Bunchton makes more money than Tom Brady does. 
So the issue is, I think, more to the point of what you said. It's what she, Giselle wants. Yes. This isn't hard. Yes. She wants something. Happy she's not wife, happy it, life so is, is well, I don't a know, reality. But I don't know if it's about no, that. No, it's I not think it's, that. It's about your I, personal happiness. I think, I think she wants something, yeah. and Tom's not giving that to her, so she doesn't really care about his career at this point, clearly. No, she does and not. And so she's leaving. Any, any partner who would be committed to their partner's success wouldn't do what she's doing, which tells me... That she's that over that part. That is not necessarily true. I think it's a hundred percent true. You, if you were, if you cared about his career still, and you cared about the PR machine, and knowing that he's Tom Brady, you wouldn't leave right now. You would say, "Hey, we're going to keep agree this with under that. wraps. We will, we will do this after the season, but then I'm out." I think, I, I think if how a you major handle concern it. for her is his health and safety. We don't. We also don't know what's going on behind the doors there, right? You can only get so many concussions. We already know that most NFL players suffer from some sort of long-term brain damage from too many concussions, yeah. also long-term health. And if she has said, hey, one more of these, and you could be scrambled brain for life, and that's not cool for me, and he's said, you know what, I'm still going for it, okay, we have a dividing line, I got to go then. Well, and I'm I think the, here for that. the other part of this we all have to remember is this is not normal life. This is not no. Tom, the accountant, Giselle, That's the real estate agent. That's why I have a problem agent. with, hey, our life sucks or I, I don't have a good life. But I, 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 I think I think the thing that we have to remember mm -hmm. is we don't know exactly how she's feeling. Yeah. And. The way she, if you feel a certain type of way, mm -hmm. that there's a that's a valid feeling, and I think women who are married to professional athletes, and I don't care if you're Giselle Bunchton supermodel or whatever, I think women married to professional athletes have a very tough life because you are never number one. Mm -hmm. You are never number one, and I don't care if it's June, March, or you know November. You're never number one in their lives, and. I have seen that up close and personal. There's no better example of that than Vanessa Bryant. Um, and I, I just, I think it's a very difficult existence. Having said that, it's a cop-out that, that if she truly left now, or if she left in training camp when he took that leave, that 11-day leave, mm -hmm. if you left then, that's a complete cop-out. Mm -hmm. That's not supporting your spouse. I think my from what I, reading the tea leaves, she retired him, mm -hmm. and then he came back. And that's she what said, it seems like. If yeah. you go to training camp, I'm going to leave you. Yeah, that's and he what went it seems to training like. camp, and she left him. Yeah, and that's I, I don't have a problem that she left. My only problem is is how you're going about it. It's not as easy. This isn't some random person yeah. in the world. Like I think there's some complexities to it. I don't have an issue with leaving or you know doing what you want to do, but in life it matters how you handle things. So. You know, to me, that's what I'm saying. So to me, if that is what happened, what you just said, if that is truly the case, because we don't know what the case is, but if that's right, the case, right. leaving now to me is a bit distasteful. But, I, I you know, I, I guess you're going to do what you're going to do. You know, like, I, I, what else do you say? Like, we have no idea what happened. She None. may have said, hey, last year was your, is the last year I'm in for this. And he might have said, yeah, yeah, well, you know, let me... Figure this, you know, like we have no idea. And then she, when it came time for the next getting ready for the next season and she said, I told you I'm not in for another season. And he said, well, I am. OK, cool. I got to go. Like, and I can respect that. Like, if that's what happened. It, 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 it could go on for decades if we're expecting her to stay when she has said, hey, if you go yeah. again, 
I'm not staying. Well, and how and many times again, has okay. she? How many times has she leaked the news of a concussion of his? Mm -hmm. How many times has she? She clearly talked doesn't about like it? that he plays football. No, I don't think not that's even in dispute. And I, I think I, you know, much to Mrs. Monty's point, this would probably be different if he wasn't a football player. If he was a baseball player, a basketball player, this is probably a different conversation. Football is really damaging it to hurts. your body, and the older yeah. you get, the worse. It's like, and so we don't know what's going on in, in, behind the scenes. But well, look at Justin Herbert last night. Mm -hmm. I mean, he gets sacked and falls on the guy's helmet yeah. and injured his ribs and then couldn't throw a football. Like, I mean, football is a damaging game. Yeah. You are yeah. you never leave with what you came in with. Yeah. I I think this will be one of those things that's fascinating to watch. I really do. All right, a couple of comments, then we got to get out of here. Mark Hale says, as a divorce lawyer, you don't hold on to a bad marriage. I would agree with that. But I think there's a difference. There's a difference between holding on to a bad marriage and just jumping out whenever you feel like it, regardless of the ramifications on your partner. Like, I think, I don't know, maybe maybe I expect too much, but I, I think if we were having a conversation about Tom leaving Giselle because she was modeling too long and he left her in a way that hurt her career, people would be pissed about that. Yep, Brett Robbins says, didn't he sign like a 10-year commentator role? It's not like he's going to be home all the time when he she... What she mad about him playing one more year? He did, he did sign, but it's a much easier life. Trust me. Well, it's not as dangerous. Uh, Raphael right. says uh, we got to remember that all, um, all the BDs he's missed, he'll, he'll never get back, and probably Giselle is tired of explaining to the kids why. Oh, I think they know why. I, I think, think they, they know, know why. why. But whatever happened, where it sounds like she made it clear what, what she wanted. And that wasn't going to work for him. And so she's got to go. Yep. Eric and Raleigh says supporting your spouse is a two-way street. It is. Absolutely. Um, Brett Burnett says the two are so smart. They're playing us with all this fake drama, which means we are being played for sympathy. Nah, I doubt that. I doubt that. Uh, Eric C. says what Justin Herbert did last night is the kind of thing you don't see in college football. NFL greater than college football could be. By the way, I want to say that it was um, Greg Hawkins who said people are really calling her, quote, Jizzy. No, I am. I made that up today on the fly. Jizzy and Giselle took her bunched in. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm glad I can make your All day. Right. The Monty Show is presented by the Advocates, Utah uh, Injury Attorneys. Uh, make sure you find them online, utahadvocates.com. That's it. You can play the music. Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, yeah. We've only been doing the show for three and a half hours now. Sorry. Join us tomorrow at Barbecue Pit Stop in Lehigh. It's going to be amazing. We'll be there starting at noon with our Football Saturday show. We'll have Papa Murphy's Pizza for you. We'll have wings from Don's Beats. It's going to be awesome. We're going to watch the BYU-Oregon game together, and then at the half, we'll draw the winner of our BYU and Oregon, uh, BYU and Notre Dame drive away to Las Vegas tomorrow, noon, barbecue pit stop in Lehigh. Until tomorrow, say drums over flats, Jake. Flats over drums, Jake. Do you want me to give you another chance? No. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs>